The D and Davis Show. D and Davis, the show. We got a lot to get into. Shoulders. Shoulders. Doing them shack um, shoulders. Oh, man. We're definitely going to go over the Dame Lillard shack. Well, Dame Lillard slamming Shaq, but also doing it in a way that I feel is kind of like you went too far, dude. Don't start nothing if you don't want me to finish it. Uh, still, it's still guidelines. Dame Dollar. If I ain't cross the line and say that, you know, you had a son with some girl across seas that you was hiding and putting it out with your new Adidas deal, then you don't need to hit me up like hit me up like, like Shaq was just playing around. Yo, you don't play with Dame Dollar. Yeah, I you don't, you don't he do brought that. up stuff. You don't do that. He brought up stuff that Kobe said with the with the five zero in his face. Well, we'll finish. We'll talk about All that. All right, later. you started it. Don't take me off topic. <laughs> we definitely want to get into the Bears' victory. Uh, sixteen was it? Sixteen to six. Sixteen to six. Sixteen to six over the Vikings. A division win. So that's one and a half, if not double. I also exposed Minnesota, man. You thought Minnesota was going to be better than this, even though we all know not to rely on Kirk Cousins. Adam Thielen came out and was like. Forget Kirk Cousins and his no throwing up. I don't know if he was just putting on Cousins, but also the game plan. Let's not forget uh, DeLaFiplo got released because he wasn't running the ball as much. And they've went to run, gone to a run uh, offense. Uh, definitely Joe Madden being uh, let go by the Cubs. Uh, perhaps he's going to end up in Anaheim. Brad uh, Osmus was uh, let go after one year. He got Ricky Renteria. It's like, what you say? He got well, Ricky. Only problem I have with that is I don't believe in the Angels, and I hate for Joe to go someplace where I don't know if they're going to contend. So partially, but I doesn't wish. that seem like the perfect retirement spot for Joe? I mean, one, you're going back to this place where for well, us, started. we know he came from, yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, or San Diego. We got Bears injuries or personal issues with Roquan Smith, which is concerning. Not just from a football standpoint, but from a personal standpoint that uh, we'll definitely touch on with some of the injuries. We know Akeem Hicks was out. Roquan wasn't there. Uh, some of the stuff that held them back, even though Nick Kikakowski, Kikowski, you know his name. Kikowski. I know you know how to do it. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Kikowski. Kikowski. Uh, had a very good game, but it's also a good game when teams didn't prepare for him to be there so you're gonna look at a lot of teams. and they run the type of game that he wants hey, yes, yes he does yeah, run game yes but guess what I'm let me come down here oh, right, right. throwing it on the first and second on your ass i ain't gotta cover nobody i just <laughs> gotta run to you exactly yeah so those are just some of the things we definitely have to go over my name is kenneth davis and you know his name his name is d demon what's happening everybody hey make sure you follow us on twitter and instagram at d and davis show once again it's at d and davis show on facebook.com forward slash d and davis show itunes soundcloud google music stitcher the tune in app we're on anchor we'll kick you over to spotify and youtube all right make sure you subscribe rate download share all that good stuff with the podcast i'm on twitter at demons one d-e-m-o-n-z-e-1 ken is on twitter at that's davis as a producer of the d and davis show and d and davis to flip ryan bukovsky you can find ryan on twitter at ryan b ski and our main man just happened just to come on through from northwest not <laughs> northwest northeast no, Northwest. You Northwest back, Indiana. Right? Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. I'm not Ryan. I'm saying Ryan. You, Pay the you guy. Shout me out twice, Steve. Yeah, no. <laughs> guy Stevens. I was asking about you today. Yeah. Pay the guy on Twitter. At Pay the guy. What's happening, guy? What's up? What's going on, everybody? There you go. How's Cali? It was great. How was your birthday? Oh. It was even more great. Where you go to Cali? Where, where, where was this? Really? 
I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh yeah, I went out of town for my birthday. I left um, the fifteenth. Okay. Uh, came back uh, about a week later. Oh, a good week so in California. A, where where exactly did you go? Um, I went. I stayed in like a suburb of LA. It's like it's called Cerritos, California. Everything's a suburb of LA. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little bit closer to Long Beach. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. All right. All right. You see some Crips. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go that far. I didn't go. He that ain't going. He ain't black did, folks. Did you take your girlfriend. We're not together anymore. Whoa! First, I was gonna say, did you take Santa to the beach? So then, David show derailed. <laughs> Whoa! We're going straight into this guy situation. What happened? Whoa! Well, did this happen before the trip, or after the trip, or during uh, the trip? Before the trip. So oh. were you going out there before this happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you just figured, man, how much it costs for a flight? Uh, we we <laughs> broke up. No. Damn, damn, what happened, man? I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. It's not like y'all been together for a while. Yeah, it's be all right. It's, it's, young. it's life. You yeah, know? you're young. You'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. Either she come back or you'll find somebody else. No, no doubt about that. No did doubt about that. Young, did you do it or did she do it? It was mutual. Oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It was mutual. never mutual. <laughs> somebody <laughs> somebody this man checked was mutual. Because somebody checked. It may be mutual when they said it was quits, but someone checked out earlier than the other person. Uh, Were you mutual. the mutual? Yes, okay. it was mutual. All right. Okay. Well, man, there's plenty of fish in the sea out there for both of you, all you. Good oh, we young, don't care about good, her and her fish. Good young. We looking, only care about guys fish. Good young, good looking people. Man, you be okay. Right, the beard is going good. The waves are still there. Yeah, you're fine, guy. You're fine. What'd your parents say? About the breakup. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're on my side. As they uh, should be. Okay. So. Okay. I told you I never liked the ass, but that's what I was wondering. <laughs> Yo, so secular. I was about to just say that. <laughs> secular music ass, shaking her ass, shaking her ass. Your mother say shaking her ass, shaking her ass. <laughs> shaking her ass. You should be talking to Tiffany. She come from a good family. Exactly. Some name, some girl at the church. <laughs> well, all right, guy. We're sorry, man. So when you was out yeah, in California, man. you could use most of that good <laughs> know you. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal. Listen, hey! If guy, if we didn't know the rest of the family, I think God be open to the truth. God, you got eyes like a smoker. <laughs> 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 I leave you alone, God. God, put it here for me and you. Yeah, but who in the house? <sighs> oh, <laughs> God got that vape pen. Well, welcome back, man. So, welcome back. So one of the big things in the Bears game was Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky was injured in the first series. I think it was the third play. Six plays in. Six plays in? Thank you. Yeah. And uh, man, when they showed that replay, he was like, ooh. Like his, he was like a, a twisted of an arm. Like his arm went behind his yeah, body. I said, at that point, I nasty. said, I didn't, one thing, I didn't say labrum. I said collarbone clavicle is what I said at the time. The Even though I know it dislocated his shoulder and he's slightly towards labrum, he will not need surgery. I think he will be back sooner rather than later. Well, this is all alleged by Adam Schefter. Okay. The team has not confirmed any of this. We go, Adam Schefter's word is bond in this house. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but he had Chase Daniels come out there and chased it up. Uh, was definitely more mean? play play, more, definitely more pass plays. Okay, you're not going to get those RPOs out of Chase Daniels though. Little Chase, Tony said Chase Daniels is slightly taller than D. 
No. That's what Tony said. No, Chase Daniels is like six feet tall. Are you out no, of No, he's line? under. He's not six feet? He's Leon under. close to six feet. He's what, 5'10"? I think he's listed at 5'10". Really? Yeah, he's, he's that short. short? That's why he wasn't a star. I like, thought he was like at least if six Chase feet. If Chase was six feet, he would have gotten a couple chances before he became well, a, a I mean, bench player. He's, I'm just saying before he became, like his height, because this was pre-Russell Wilson, his height was one reason people was like, hey, get wait a minute, he been in the league longer than Russell? You've been in the league over 10 years. It's been 11, it's been 11 or 12. Years. My God, time flies yeah, by. So His fourth start coming up, I believe. Thank you about that. So yeah. Playing behind Drew Brees all those years. That's, right. That's what happened, right? But uh, yeah, Mitch went out. Chase Daniels performed well. And then the Bears basically went into a prevent uh, for the, the, the latter half of the fourth quarter. On offense. Hold on now. <laughs> According to ESPN.com, Chase Daniels, quarterback, age Chase Daniel. I said Daniels, didn't I? Very Chicago of me. Chase Daniel, mm-hmm. position quarterback, age 32, height six feet. He's not. Yeah, that's a lie. He's really like, you don't see, you can see that on TV. Like, that dude is not six. Well, remember, feet. though, a lot of these cats, especially offensive linemen, them cats are like six, four, I'm six, not. Five, t- I'm six, talking six. about looking at the quarterback behind those guys. And listen, Quit I'm defending looking, your short two. friends. When I'm looking at the quarterback, always defend my when I'm looking friends. at the quarterback, those offensive linemen are bent over. So they're not even that tall right there. <laughs> All right. His head is at his like high. He walks in line, you'd be like, that is a little dude right there. Hey Daniels, can you get lower? Your ass is to my chin. <laughs> <laughs> he looked six feet to me. Never. Well, wow. Because he went to Kansas. Missouri. I, Missouri. Missouri. I, I was Missouri. Gonna say, that was the thing when he was at Missouri. People was like, uh, he was short. That was, How good he can he be in the NFL? Exactly. That's small. Hmm. And no. athletically limited. Okay. All right. Well, he said that's, six. That's, well, how tall is Mitch then? Six three. Three six three. He's they got him at six two on his. But pin? he's like six two and some and change. Yeah. Also, oh, y'all gonna get Mitch his type, but y'all ain't gonna get Chance. Well, because his they're height. not trying to. Uh, uh, they're not trying to over-exaggerate Mitch's height. They're trying to over-exaggerate mm. Chase Daniels' height. Mm-hmm. That's why I got a problem mm-hmm. with it. Yes, definitely. Well, Chase did a good job. Chase went out there. I was going to ask you offense. guys, how much credence do you give to this conversation about Chase being the starter moving forward? You know what? Shout out to the big homie, Lawrence Holmes. He had uh, Alex Brown on the show Monday. And Alex called in. And he said, listen, I agree with him to a certain point. He said, listen, the whole this whole thing, playing sports, is all about winning. If Chase gives you a better opportunity to win, you roll with him. Because he doesn't know. Well, it sounds to me he doesn't believe that Mitch might have it from the neck up. He believes that Chase has it from the neck up. And you don't have to be this over exaggerated athletes to play the quarterback position or to play any position. As long as you're athletic enough, smart enough, you can make it within the league. Where I differ from him is the fact that that puts a lot more pressure on the defense to be beyond special. We're talking about great, all-time great. You can't win, and I think we agree with this here on the show. We average the Bears out offense to probably average out to get about 17 points a game. Right. On a good day, let's say 20 points a game within the NFL nowadays. That's not enough points. And you can't bank on, although we have seen the Bears now get some offense to try to get some takeovers. You can't bank on the beat, the defense to always score. So. I would say I would keep Mitch out until he's a hundred percent healthy. And if that means, yeah, yeah, but but sometimes, man. But they said, like they said, in a way that people are already saying that 
they're saying it like, yeah, we need to sit your ass down when we let this shorty ride. Yeah, because you don't want to give it to the point of kind of like, because I tweeted this out, man. It kind of feel like Kyle Orton versus Rex Grossman again. Because when Kyle Orton was out there, not saying the neck beard was great, but when Rex Grossman came back, everybody was like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Kind of like, man, this is Rex Grossman. I wasn't. I always it kind of feels Orton, like that again. Team, team Orton, I mean, Ordinoy. The thing about the Kyle Orton is to remember that, and people always do this, it's kind of like uh, Haskins last year, last week, mm-hmm. this past weekend with Washington. Mm-hmm. If you get no reps, Orton was the basically like the third quarterback on the team when Rex went out. Yeah. And he got no mm-hmm. starters reps whatsoever. Somebody was in front of him? And he was a rookie. Yeah, somebody was in front of him. Mm. I don't know if it was Quinn. It might have been Quinn. It may have been Dr. Quinn. Quinn I right? can't remember who it was. Damn Quinn. But he's a doctor. But he wasn't this. They didn't draft him as the backup. No, he didn't. They did not. The did other not. dude went out and they were like, what? And like, that's, I mean, that's what ended up happening. So mm-hmm. that rookie year when he was starting, yeah, it wasn't as good as the ordinate later on the Bears had or even Buffalo had. Right. Because he was a rookie that had, didn't even get any right. reps like that. So, and also, let's not forget he had that hip injury that last year. That's the year he was supposed to be running for the Heisman. He had a hip injury at Purdue that year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's to me, getting back to this, though, yeah. as far as with Chase, um, I think Chase is better now, but I think we've seen this movie last season and they will hit it. Teams will, uh-huh. you, teams will get enough tape on Chase to figure him out. And also, I don't know if Chase can hit the deep balls accurately. Maybe in a Kurt Warner-esque type of read it before it happens away so you can get the ball out earlier. But if it comes to fitting it through a tight window with velocity and distance, I don't necessarily know if that's his game it seems like between the hash marks he definitely has it so I I think he's good for a minute I think both of them aren't the answer I guess that's what the the gist that I'm really trying to get to but at least but at least Chase can do what you need to do yeah I mean but someone else the the problem with this is someone else should have been there like this year if the Bears were really serious and insulating themselves properly for a championship run you needed a a real legitimate backup and I'm not saying anything bad about Chase you could have kept Chase if I don't know if you would you definitely would have had to keep three quarterbacks because Chase probably wouldn't have made it through the waiver wire he wouldn't have probably ended up on a practice guy, someone would have snatched him up. Mm-hmm. But you needed a valuable backup, i.e., even a guy that you like. Well, maybe for a couple years we can let this dude rock because you're in this window with, if not the best defense, the second best defense. You statistically have to look at what the Patriots are doing right now, scoring wise, but and also that secondary. But yeah, you yeah. so, but still, you have this awesome defense which. People around the league are saying the best defense historically. Like that's another they thing too. They can be up there, man. They didn't have Hicks or Roquan Smith last week. It didn't make a difference. They missed somebody else too. It was three guys out. Yeah, um, Bilal uh, Nichols. Bilal Nichols. And yeah. and yeah. I mean those aren't just anybody, right? You know right. what I'm saying? And that's that, a starter and two All Pros. That it didn't yeah. make a difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you, dude, they were flying around. It was impressive. It was impressive. The game that Chuck Pagano called. Um, but still, I think that it's a lot to be uh, it's a lot to be asked for when it comes to the Bears QB situation. I, I I totally agree with that. Um, we just have to wait and see what happens. Thankfully, the Bears. I'm gonna say thankfully because they're actually playing a little bit better than what people thought. They're playing the Raiders over in London. So uh, I don't know if that's going to be a give me game. Oh, okay. That's got to be early, right? They use no, they're timing it out to start at noon here. Yeah, really? Noon. Finally? Yeah. It's a usually night, you, night game for them over there. Because usually it's here. like you get up at like 11. Or, yeah, like yeah. it's on. you be like, oh, the game is on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be, it's, it's timed out to be a noon game. So at least uh, they're, um, 
it's not going to be kind of like a world beater. Not playing anybody against anybody that's that that difficult. Also, too, you got Khalil Mack going against his old team, and I'm sure he has a little extra juice in his. Since stuff. he doesn't care, but Khalil Mack said he you thought he was going to be. You know, he always care. Said he thought he was going to be a Raider for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they always say that, but I don't know. I, I think I think the whole thing with Chase is I think it comes down to now. Uh, I think it really comes down to Matt Nagy and how he navigates this with um, with Chase. And I, I tweeted this out the same too. I tweeted this out too. It's great that he had all those reps in the preseason because now you can go in and kind of like, all right, I've coached you doing this. We ran through this. We basically, you basically played four additional games already. You're familiar with everybody. Everybody's familiar with you. Let's go out there and go ahead and do it in, in real time. So, uh yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. We just got to see. I'm with Hendo. He can only go so far, and I and I'm and I I agree. I don't think neither one of them are the answer. Yeah, I think both of them are basically performing the same. I thought Chase did some really good things. Like he can clearly see the mastery of the scheme with Chase. And if Mitch could ever get to that level, oh, it'd be great. Oh, it'd be great. Oh man, yeah, yeah, you would yeah. think that even with some of his inaccuracy issues, he'd be a much more effective quarterback mm. overall. Who knows if he'll ever get there, but I also saw Chase miss a lot of throws, especially yeah. that out pass. Yeah. That yeah. deep pass to Javon Wims, you know, that was a great play, but if Mitch had thrown that pass, everybody would have said you didn't lead him, and if you led him, he would have been gone for a touchdown. I think everybody was just enamored by the play exactly. itself. And, and, yeah, just by the, and the I route that, running on that. That's, uh, we shouldn't criticize Chase. We shouldn't criticize Mitch on throws that he made, like that Taylor Gabriel. Oh, that wasn't perfect. Uh, I mean, it was a good throw. Yeah, it was a good what throw. Else? Yeah. You can, not all of them are supposed to be perfect, and if the receiver can make a play, that's what's important. Are you giving your guys a chance? Mm-hmm. I think Chase will give them a chance while Mitch is gone, but I just remember last year, he looked great against the Lions, and then he looked like crap against the Giants Listen, the next week. I think you saw the it right. Giants. The Giants. Giants. Listen, I think you saw it right there in this game. Mm-hmm. They had the one touchdown to Tariq Owens. That was great. Other than that, Field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. They couldn't do anything else. They Honestly, if you trying, could just though. replace. They stopped trying. What do you mean they stopped trying, Ken? And break that down for us. Four minutes left. Like when you just said prevents. <laughs> Maybe on, the whole fourth quarter. Yeah, prevents on offense. Like they they did not. They at Once they felt like there wasn't enough time. They just basically went to the run to get the to get the run the clock out, which I'm not dissing it because again, just what you said preseason. The last time that Chase Daniels got in reps is in preseason. Yeah, yeah. So you still got a guy coming in who's cold. I mean, yeah, he's he played since the first right, quarter, right? But he's still cold and hasn't had reps like that. You you basically have the win how the defense is playing. Why risk a pick six that can turn this game around? Yeah, very but true. still, it's one of those things. Looking at it again, you go to Nagy and then, look. I I said this. I open up of this season is a lot about Nagy and how he manages his ego. He displayed right there. Uh, Nagy is leaning on his defense as he should, even though he's an offensive coach. And that's what you should do. You should coach the players that you have. And the game in front of you. Exactly. And he did that. Yeah. And so I'm not knocking it. But it, again, it'll be interesting if the Bears get in a, a shootout situation. And it's been a thing even when Mitch was there. Like, what if you were in a shootout? Chase is not winning a shootout. Oh, listen. Neither, shootout, but neither one yeah, of them. Neither of them are. Neither one of them are Mitch winning a shootout. Mitch has a shot, not Chase, though. But this is the thing, though. If the Bears get in a shootout, that means their defense isn't there. And that but that automatically they're done it's no, gonna yeah but that but no because that's not true what sometimes your defense has a bad game and the offense has to carry the defense that's, no no that's what I'm saying but this you're saying the game's over his offense can't carry the defense well that's a, that's a problem because that happens yeah. with, look, look, look but at, can they look, get to that but point but look, look, look for instance no look at New England last week 
Ah, good point. Good, 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 good. You know what I'm saying? They, like, struggled. they, they struggled. But they offense, offense did do enough. But the point that I'm making, even, and they were playing against a run-first quarterback damn near. Even The, the, the division rival, too. Yeah, even with a stingy defense, they're going to have a game where they just don't have it. Very and it, you rely on the, the QB and them to get you over the hump and be like, we get defense, we got you today. Because I'm only asking you to do that about two times out of the season. The rest, I'm carrying your butt. So sometimes I need you to come and bail me out. And with both of those quarterbacks, as of right now, we don't see, I don't see it because this is the thing to my last part about that. Going back with, with, with what Ryan said about the uh, Giants game last season with Chase Daniels. We keep hearing that Chase Daniels is Daniel. 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 Daniels. I don't, he ain't earned that with me. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. He just beat the Vikings. Yeah. Anyway. No respect. <laughs> anyway, with Chase Daniel. Um, you, you, we sit there and we we keep hearing all the time about how he's he's baptized in the system. He knows it like the back of said. Nagy was saying right, right. he corrects me on this system, but yet in this system we've seen him get locked up basically. And if he knows all the tricks in this system, that really shouldn't happen like that. To be honest with you, because even even now more than last season, the toys are there. Like all the toys, they're what, what uh, tight end. And look, Burton's back. So that's the excuse to tie it in right now. Right now, it's not an excuse because Burton's back. Like, where's your legit excuse where there's not weapons all around here? And if he's a guy that knows how to implement this properly, let's let's go. And But the, my point is, there's limitations with him. And you talked about, I, I talked about him throwing outside of the numbers and, and throwing deep and me having concerns about that. Because once you start, these teams start locking up that middle, because that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to bring everybody in the first 15 in the first 15 yards how, and tell him to go take that over top. But how surprised were you all that Minnesota didn't blitz them as much with Chase in there? But they, that's a good question. I was surprised by that. You know, I was so shocked by what Minnesota was doing offensively. I didn't really even pay attention defensively because I thought that they did enough within the game. I mean, Their the Bears defense scored kept them in the game. mostly yeah. in that first yeah. couple drives. Definitely in the game. Their it, defense did what they had to do. Yeah. Listen, but you I know don't what? get why the Vikings didn't go no huddle until the fourth quarter. Right. That's like the only thing that's been right. effective against the Bears defense. And when it's just like halftime, hey, this, nothing's working. I think once that, I think the Bears defense takes teams' will. And I think by that time, it's kind of like, you kind of you come out of the cloud in a phase, like, or just get from getting knocked against the head so many times. Like, you know what? Let's do this. And by that time, the game is probably over. And just kind of like, all right, yeah, we'll give you that little funky touchdown. But is Mike Zimmer getting hit? I agree with you, but this is the point. You come into the game knowing that their defense does that. Yeah. So you should already have option B, C, and D ready to go. Look, like you're just saying, second quarter, like, hey, let's go. I'll hey. say this one question. Perhaps you don't want to do it because you don't trust Kirk Cousins. No, no that's that's probably. It I mean, too. that's a huge part of it for Ooh, sure. That's a huge. I want to speed up the pace with a mess up. Yeah, Who's that, that's fair. That's fair. Great question. Who is that backup? I don't know if they can Nobody afford one with that guaranteed money. Yeah, it's like, man, you better stay healthy. They had like. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna earn every last every one of these pennies, every last penny, shilling, another pass. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how bad did hey, he look though? He looked bad, Dude. but also, man, the Bears defense can make you look like that. Why would they? He's an average quarterback, and the Bears made him look like a dude off the street. Made him look like Mitch Clink. Dude, why would you guarantee his money? I'd rather trade a one for a quarterback. Wait a minute, him. didn't they trade him? Oh. No, they signed mm. him as a free agent. No, no, no. Didn't Minnesota trade for a quarterback and traded a one for him? Who was that? 
The kid from Oklahoma. Talking about Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. No, 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 no. The Eagles did. Oh, the Eagles did. That's right. That's what it was. The Eagles. I knew I had something to do with the them. Eagles because I'm sorry. that was Wentz rookie year, and we didn't know Wentz was going to yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, preseason, yeah, yeah. they traded okay, him to okay. Minnesota for number one with Teddy Bridgewater's knee uh, dislocated his knee. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry about that. I knew someone Minnesota won. Listen, I agree with you. I probably would have traded what, but this is the thing though, Ken. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks aren't available like that. Man, don't give, just not. Don't give the average guy the biggest biggest deal as far as guaranteed money. I he mean, he thought there was a to lose him. I mean, the missing piece. Man, dude, you should you gotta watch. You should, everybody in their mama know the truth about Kirk Cousins. You can't count on. That's just the proof in the pudding. You you can't count. Not to bring you to the the promised land, like dude. I know you can't keep Keenum there. But man, Keenum would have been. Listen, I was I, I was you, bigging up Keenum when he was I on that you, run. I tell you this, Sam, I was bigging him up. Sam Bradford be out there right now. Oh no, you can't. I'd be like, now. put tape him up. <laughs> <laughs> be out there in a full body cast. He'd throw thing. a pick in a big game too. I'm just, oh, I don't forget. But, but doesn't accuracy. this? But doesn't this eerily sounds like what the Bears are going through? No, it's with worse. their quarterback, it's worse. Oh, it's way worse. It's for worse. Them. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying. Let me situ- get your point. But it's I'm worse. saying the situation because one, they haven't paid Mitch. No, they haven't. And two. Mitch is even though Mitch will probably get paid, his argument of getting paid is is drip by drip evaporating. Well, not drip, but it's slowly evaporating if we don't see the results. People are gonna start being like, the Bears, what are you doing? Instead of, yeah, we need to keep him. If he doesn't like when he comes back this year, if it's like when he came back last year and it was worse than before he got hurt, oh especially, yeah. especially if this defense stays like this. People are going to be like, your window is this short. As I've been saying. And what are you going to do? Philip Rivers. Now, hold on. Real quick for Minnesota. <laughs> Rivers ain't coming, bro. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put the good juju out there. Okay, Minnesota, real quick. They got the Giants, which could be a loss. Coming up next. It won't be a loss. Eagles. Wait. Oh, okay, okay. Come on. With Eagle, day, Eagles Eagles after that. Lions after Jones. that. Oh, you're right. I always think about the yeah, data. That's right. But no, but was Dave Brown was a quarterback that I compared him to in the nineties. So you got right you got the Giants, Eagles, Lions, Washington, KC, Dallas, Denver, Seattle, Lions again, Chargers, Packers, Bears. Minnesota's in front. And they're uh they're 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 on trouble. two in the division. They yeah. can't really lose any more division games, period. If they lose on the road to Detroit, that means they have to win all their home games. Over under six games. Well, as long bike. as they have a better record, it doesn't matter what your division. Yeah, but I, I, I get think what you're the saying. Division's still, too tight this year. I'm just that. saying if they if they can just win all the games that and take two happen. divisions, that hasn't just, happened so far I'm either. Just saying, so over under six games for the Vikings. Victories? Uh, yeah, over. I'll go over. over. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. But they, they, they might not be far from six. Yeah. yeah. They may be them in Detroit may end up being like seven and nine. That's what I was just going to seven, go. eight, eight and one. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the seven. I like that one. <laughs> Ken, anything else to hop up at you from the game, from the Bears game? Oh, uh, they they used Tariq Cohen more often. That was pretty good to see. Um, yeah, after he showed a man naked, that was a cry for help. That was an AB crap. I need a touchdown, coach. Yeah, that was a that was frustration. Yeah, he needed that. Yeah, he, he needed said, that for himself. Yeah, yeah, and he's coming up to his contract. It's mm-hmm. contract time for him. Yeah. So showcase me, showcase me, showcase me. Um, I'm still concerned with David Montgomery's effort after the run, and I keep harping after on. the run. He's got to learn the position more. He's yeah. not ready. Yeah. He's going also to, that offensive line. I mean, it, it's get, cool. I'm not like, talking about that. The offensive line isn't playing well. No, it's, not. but it's still. He's going to get hurt. 
Like, he's doing too much out there. Yes, he has sometimes. Oh, so you're saying like, okay, said, you get hit initially, yes. not not try to go after you the cannot do that point long of contact. twist that he likes to do, step hitting, planting that other leg like that. You're going to get hurt. Well, sometimes you just have to. Sometimes that's as many yards. Go down, young man. I agree with I agree with Ryan on this. I think he's probably just got to learn a position a little bit more. I'm not arguing. I said, his third game. In I the said league. this since preseason. I'm concerned about that. Okay. You're, you're about concerned about uh, him getting hurt, basically. I'm, it's in the best not, way. Not his, it's not off his, of his effort and, 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 and his ability. But to a certain, like, for instance, if he, and this guy got hurt, if he was Saquon Barkley, remember I was saying earlier, I, can, I compared him to Saquon Barkley without the speed. If he was Barkley, because Barkley is so elusive and he's quicker, I kind of get a little bit of, but even with Saquon, I'd be like, hey, sometimes the jazz down. All right. He's slower. He's elusive slower. But he's not in this NFL that quick twitch enough to pull some of the stuff that he does in traffic. And that's be the thing. He does it. And I don't mean traffic like it's two dudes coming home. It's like three guys coming down on him when he's trying to pull these moves off. It's like sometimes you just got to get that one. I like I like your effort, but that that's a concern of mine. So um, definitely the defensive play was up. Kwiatkowski uh, balled. Yeah, he did. My man, listen. He played great. He treated Cook like his little hoe. He ran through. Him. That's when you get bull rushed and by and, a linebacker. And Cook is not a small. That's cat either. by a linebacker. He's not small. Oh my goodness! That was like whoa. Ryan Pace had a good day. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Pace had a good day. Ryan Pace did have a very good day. Hey, mm-hmm. you know what? It was so. It was good to see. It, it was good to see the depth of what uh, the team has, especially on the defensive side of the ball, because it's kind of like, okay, your main guys go down. If Roquan, we got to get into Roquan. If he goes down, if Bilal Nichols goes down, if anybody goes down, who's there to back him up? The cat, the, the kid Williams. He played wild ball. Oh, my God. He had like three sacks What's that the game? other linebacker that was out there? Pete. Besides Roy Robertson-Harris, you had Jonathan Harris and uh, Abdullah Anderson. Yeah. Uh, linebackers? Oh, that's our defense. Oh, line. defensive lineman. Oh. What did you want, linebacker? What was the linebacker? It was a sub that was out there balling. Oh, uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis. Dang, I said yeah. I was about to say on Pierre. the third downs. Yeah, Pierre Lewis was played well too. Yeah. Oh, you definitely like what you saw. wearing, Tom Thayer's. But 57. you know what? Mm. What? What? What you got? <sighs> oh, you always got to bring it down. It's all weakness, man. What? I got love for this dude, but man, he can get beat over the top. Man, he's supposed to be your best guy. Ooh, uh, Fuller? Yes. That, listen, Fuller, man, is susceptible to that top, top flight blowback. Yeah, he likes to try to time out those interceptions, and he can be susceptible to that double move. That, that... We're gonna see that get exposed. Well, that's where you had. Hopefully, you have Jackson back yeah. there. You have somebody. You have Ha Ha back there to kind of cover that. Well, up but a little think bit. about it. Depending on not depending on it, gang, gang, they can't do it all the time. Yeah, and depending on the coverage, if the lead receiver, let's say they roll the coverage, they roll Ha Ha over to the left because that receiver, that's where. The well, lead. that's got to be Fuller's discipline, though, not to bite on that. Right. But that's. Right. But see, on that play, I think that you're talking about with Adam Thielen. He got twi- it happened twice. Well, I remember the Adam Thielen one. He, had he the did one, have safety over top. Remember the, the one that the, 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 the receiver, he, that uh, what Kirk Cousins overthrew? He overthrew one. He overthrew one, and it went through that dude's fingertips almost. Diggs. Yeah, it went through Diggs' fingertips. And that's when it was like, okay, dude. And it'd be different if he had that cover-up speed. I'd be like, don't oh, Deion do that. 
right? He running stride from stride behind somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah uh, cousin had just missed Diggs. Yeah. I think he had just missed Diggs. So that- but there was one with Thielen, too, where you could see that Fuller almost did like a Dion type thing. Like, let him get ahead. Let me close that gap on the ball because I got safety over top. You are not Dion, young man. You are not. But I mean, he, he already has like one interception, though, right? Yes, two. He has two interceptions? Yeah, one in oh, he Denver, does have two interceptions. And then the other one, uh, Washington. Yeah, he does have two interceptions. I mean, if 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 that's if they're letting him play and it's like, okay, I mean, if man, he's you got full range, you get interceptions, you probably have to live with it. Okay, I'm just pointing out. No, 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 I, I think you 100% agree. My, my we're going to get the Davis tax when he gets burned for a touchdown <laughs> week 17. <laughs> Told y'all. Playoffs on the line. Told y'all his ass going to get burned. I'm not going to say nothing. Y'all <laughs> oh, don't care. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't care. No, I think no, we should I have a new segment called Davis is Right. No, I no, I agree with you. I agree with you. If you said it out of love... It'd be cool, but you're saying it out of spite. If we say I'm it trying like, to spite your if spite, if we can say it like one, it comes, one of us spite. is ninety something percent right a lot, we should love that. But no, it's all hating daggers. I think I think they probably let him ball out the way he balled out. Yeah, if they're able to right. get the if they if he's right. able to get interceptions like that, take. The but ball I was away. watching that game thinking like, cornerback. Hmm, they're gonna have to draft one of those. Like, oh, I still think they need to draft a cornerback. Yeah, like they because I don't think Prince is the is the answer on the other side. I see. I, Prince doesn't bother me because I think he's cagey and agile enough. But I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind bumping. I wouldn't mind sliding both of them over one. Man, Prince just made the two plays of the game basically. Yeah, I don't have fumble and the two point Prince, defense. Prince doesn't bother it bother me as much as as far as and I guess this is part. So you say move Prince, Prince to the is, nickel? Yeah. The nickel? Mm-hmm. Prince isn't the key guy. Buster's balling out at nickel though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he is. And man, yeah, Callahan out already? Yeah. Callahan. That's why they didn't pay him. Yeah. Yeah. Still Callahan, but yeah, those are my keys to the game. All right. No, I was gonna say the only thing that really stuck out to me was uh and we talked about this already, man. This is a this is a play of the defense, man. This is showing a depth. Uh I agree with Ryan that showed uh Ryan Pace shows he can go out there, he can build a team out, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And way to keep Jay Rogers, defensive line coach. Yeah. And and the biggest thing is, man, is to try to figure out where they're gonna go next when it comes to the quarterback. That's the biggest question. Unfortunately, this has been the the life of many Chicago Bears fans, the defense is outstanding and the offense is kind of like, what the, you know what? Man, I think the Bears lost on Sunday listening to you too. Hey, man, listen, I'm just, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward down the line. It's good to live in the now, but you put that win behind you, you celebrated, you, you soak it in. You it was going to be a close you, game. Who did? You did. It was a close game. That wasn't a... First of all, they didn't score to the fourth. Hey, 16 to 16 means it's close. No, that's closer to what me and Ryan gave <laughs> no, the score. I, oh, my goodness. No, I think I, the reason why I was saying it is because I think I we thought gave it like Mitch, 10 points. I thought Mitch would be, still be out there. Y'all gave him 10 points? Yeah, we both yeah, said 20 I to something. I thought it'd be like 20. Yeah. What did I say, 17 and 13? Yes. All right. That sounds about right. I think that's better to say about 17 13. They got 16 points. Yeah, but, but it, it wasn't. But but bro. No, no, Minnesota didn't get the 13. And we said they'd be a plus two in the turnover ratio. I did. Well, we both did. I didn't. No, you didn't. You did. You agreed. <laughs> you did agree. But no, no this is the thing. Um, Hater. I just went blank on it. Oh, the game, if you look, the, the score doesn't really tell the story no, of the it game. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, it, doesn't. it wasn't even that close. No, and that's doesn't. that's sad when you're talking about a backup QB was in. Like, oh, man, I feel bad for Minnesota. Is it sad or is, for us, this is great because you're looking at the defense that we have? Oh, it's great. It's great for us in general. I'm saying the sad part is Minnesota. Y'all still think they're going to get about seven wins. 
Yeah, I think they came out seven. Yeah, wins. but they came into no, Sunday thinking the, that this would be their signature. Yes, we're going to be right. back into the division. You're definitely right. You're definitely right, dog. They got one of the best running backs in the league. He ran for under fifty yards. Man, they, not saying anybody else can do that against him because the Bears. Dude, the Bears is so great. I, I, you know what? Give me the running back over the last two years. It may have been one. I can't think about who it was that you knew going to the game. The Bears was like, oh no, 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 we're going to stop him. Like they were on his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, I mean, it was unmerciful how they were on his butt. Like, I felt bad for him. Like this is just go sit down. It's not your, today's not the day. <laughs> Today they they own it. Bring him, bring in the sub, man. I'm save me for later on in the season. How and about then you the, got a tough day on pass pro? Like you how, talked about? how about uh-huh. the fact that Mac was going against triple teams that was still getting to uh, Cousins? Yeah, he's gonna be he that dude. Oh he stays my healthy God! Eight carries, fifteen yards in the first half. Cousins loses the football, strip sack, and a takeaway by Chicago. Who else but Khalil Mack? That dude's uh, crazy. Real quick, let's stay on this point right quick, man. This is the simple fact of what we're watching. I'm trying to think. I don't want to sound blasphemous right now. I'm trying to think of another Bears defensive. We want to say def- yeah, outside defensive linebacker, end. defensive end. Our edge rusher. Edge rusher. That was this. See, when they compared Good. Richard Dent to him, I was like, ugh. Y'all ain't seen Richard Dent. Richard Dent was the man. Especially he was still he was still asking Juice when he went to San Francisco, too. He was straight when he went to San Francisco. They no, had, no, no, a, I ain't they had a lot of talent on that. They defense. did have a lot of talent in San Francisco. <laughs> right, like, but he still has some juice left. He still has some juice left. I don't know if he was the best player on that 85 team, though. Yeah, he was. Oh, I person, you can say Hampton. Yeah. You can say Hampton. Ham? I would but say that's Hampton. it. Hampton, Hampton's the only one. But you could argue. You couldn't argue Singletary? No. 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 Wilbur Marshall was better than Singletary, in my opinion. Singletary couldn't cover in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Singletary that, was, that was like. That was before my time. Yeah. Yeah. Singletary was in a box. If they listen, you, you spread them out and they have Singletary on a receiver. Oh, it's done. He done. <laughs> but that was a different era. But, but this is the question, though. Is. It, can you think of another Bears player, defensive player? We didn't see the old guys back in the 70s, but the game was just different. You haven't seen some I mean, old. it would probably have to be some of those guys. It probably have to be like Buckus. I've never seen somebody go up against three linemen. Probably this is like Reggie White. And he was say like smacking fools with his arm, and he was throwing offensive linemen around. They haven't had a defensive player, especially on the line, basically this time. I haven't, I haven't seen anything. But how many teams have? Like he's not. Well, you Lawrence. had Reggie. You he's had not Lawrence Taylor, but he's in that. Lawrence, but Lawrence was a, he was a stand-up linebacker though, right? He was he's on the outside. Edge, right? He was, he was the rusher. first Khalil Mack, really. Yeah, he was the edge rusher. He wasn't using. Not to say he wouldn't, but he wasn't primary in pass. Coverage. He's better than Dwight Freeney. Yeah, he's better than Dwight Freeney. Man, this guy is amazing. You know I mean? it's, it's That's a, saying something, right? And I mean, he has a Michael Jordan but he has some type Dwight, effect. He has Dwight Freeney on him, but Dwight Freeney was. Basically, all spin move. We just had to joke, me and Ron. Yeah. Like, Dwight Freeney's spinning off the bus. He come off the bus spinning. <laughs> like, but that spin was a fuck. Oh, for, for him to have that move, dude, he was still good in Atlanta. Yeah, he was. All right, so, no, for him to have that move, but. But this is like straight power. That's what's about, But it's also that spin move. It's like, he does. it's not like he has to use it. He has the flexibility of, I'm not saying he's Von Miller. He gets low to the side in that elk. He can do it straight up with the move like the right Freeney, or he can just power for you going to like the Reggie part. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's just hitting you. He can just hit you with straight power and push you into the quarterback like it's nothing. He's a smaller version of a Reggie White, but faster. But faster. 
Yeah. It's amazing to see this. If you go back and watch some of the Reggie White's uh, highlights oh. and, the, and, the, and the stuff that he was doing against the offensive line, man, it wasn't like this was like, oh, this offensive line was like 220. No, he's, <laughs> he's, yeah. a he's a big dude. He's a big dude. He was Full of anabolic slinging steroids. them. Dude, one, he that, was slinging that them club? with one arm. With club. Jesus is coming. That club. He will move Boom. you. Matt pushed somebody off with his off arm mm-hmm. and then was able to get under and pass somebody else and was able to get to the quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Like I haven't seen anything like this. Maybe not in Chicago. Maybe, I'm, maybe you I'm, haven't seen it in Chicago. Yeah. The, that's what's amazing. Probably the closest is Julius Peppers. But let's go back. It's not just in Chicago. Mm. We just named the – we're talking about the greatest players, defensive players ever, let alone for that franchise. We're talking about one for, uh, for, for New York Giants and one for the Eagles and then Packers. for the Packers. Right. Like, those are, that's rare Rare air. company, yeah, The only man. defensive player in his league right now is Donald. Yeah. Like they're in the league. Even, of, not even, not even Miller. You wouldn't put him now. Not Von Miller. Not, not, now. Now. not now. Not now. Not now. And even to be honest with you, and I love Von Miller. Von Miller can't do it on the run like that. He can't. Mm. That's not what he he can't. And I say this too. Von Miller's better off with someone on the other side, like when he had uh, uh, Demarcus Ware. Yeah. And then unfortunately, oh, Chubb got hurt this year, this week, and it's going to yeah, be out for the season. Some, yeah. yeah. Partially torn ACL. Yeah. But man, to be, I and mean, you could say, like, Floyd is cool. Mac doing that, like you just say, he's triple team. He's not doing that with somebody on the other side here or when he was in uh, okay. the Raiders. Yeah. Like, he's doing, like, as far as edge rushing on the other side, I'm not saying the Bears don't have talent, but when it comes to the opposing edge rusher and teams having the key on that guy, too, he hasn't had that in his so far in his career. Does Floyd have a sack? Yeah, yeah, he has two. Yeah, I went to the first game of the year. First game of the year. Two. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's definitely uh, something to behold. And as we said before, the Bears will take on the Oakland Raiders in London next Sunday. And that is a noon game. It's going to be a night game for them, but a noon game for us here in the States. Well, at least it's the Central Standard Time in Chicago, right? So uh, that, Kansas, that should be uh, that should be a W, but we'll go through our picks a little bit later. All right, come back on the other side of this break from Windy City Green Iron. We're going to have Jack Silverstein to join us to break down the Bears' uh, unis this past week and the significance behind it. And did the Bears really want that significance to come out? Dean Davis Show. Hey, this is Rich Campbell from the Chicago Tribune, and you're listening to the Dean Davis Show. Dean Davis Show right now. We're lucky enough to be joined by Jack Silverstein. Friend of the show, make sure you check him out on Witness City Gridiron. Uh, definitely a terrific sports historian. And I mean that. Credible, uh, really red, real red. And for us here in Chicago, anywhere around the nation, uh, it's easily for you to find uh, little trinkets of information that you may not find for somebody else. He definitely de- delves in deep to get the information that we all as sports fans need to know. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing, doing good, well. man. We're doing well. I see you're uh, palling around town with dignitaries and everything like that. It's just, but in our, dignitaries, yeah. You what? know Jesse Jackson, and you know he can get play. He can get people back from Iraq. You know, you just. <laughs> I see you, Jack. I see yeah. you out there in the streets, Jack. I saw. It was like, man, <sighs> Reverend, Reverend, the Reverend Jesse Jackson. That's on. A, that's on another level. Yeah. There, there, there are some people who you interact with and you're just like, you just like are history and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was one and Newt Minow was another. And now Reverend Jesse Jackson is another. I mean, when we were doing our interview on his show and he like fairly casually is like, when I asked Rosa Parks why she sat at the front of the bus, I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Those kinds of sentences just don't come out of people's mouths. (laughs) 
was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like what? Um, uh, yeah. So that was really an honor. I mean, I mean, um, he was, what do you say? I mean, he reached out to me and, um, through his daughter and his co-host and his producer, uh, Santita Jackson, who is a wonderful, fabulous host radio, um, radio, uh, here in Chicago, uh, on, in her own right. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it was pretty, that was pretty special. Absolutely. And it was great to see you doing it. We always root for our boys to do well, man. So it was good to see you doing it. So listen, the reason that you were there is because you wrote about, and I, I, I read this article before now. So it's funny kind of looking at bits and pieces of it today. Cause I was like, okay, I do remember this. Um, you, you wrote an article about the uniform that the bears wrote, wore this past weekend. And it's, I believe it's the 1936 uniform for, for anybody that's a, a fan or doesn't know the bears. They're one of those traditionally old teams that really doesn't change it up over the years. I say the last 15 years. Yeah. They, they, pulled out some old throwbacks but usually it's fairly traditional as far as a uniform someone like the New York Giants or even like the Cleveland Browns etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, but you brought out the fact that the uniform that the Bears wore took place I believe the second year of the ban on black NFL players because at one point in, blacks were allowed in the NFL I believe uh was it Franz Pollard um was one of the star black players back in the days blacks were allowed yeah, but Fritz, Fritz, thank Fritz you Fritz Pollard Fritz Pollard, Fritz Pollard. uh blacks um, go ahead Oh yeah, no. I was just gonna say, yeah. Fritz, Fritz Pollard was a superstar in the first year of the NFL, which was then the APFA, and he was a star back for the Akron Pros, and then and they won the first championship in 1920, and then in 21 he was the um, he was player coach, and uh, so first first black. Uh, coach and if you can believe it the last black coach until Art Shell wow of the Raiders wow um Fritz Pollard also graduate of Lane Tech oh you had to put that in there huh I had to <laughs> but look yeah so one before we even get to the band one one thing that yeah. struck, struck my mind and I'll just and I just want to know I just want to know it was the third year 1936 was the third year thank you Jack one thing yeah. that stuck to my mind during the game was how it seemed like the announcers were saying that the players wanted this uniform and highlighted that the players wanted this uniform to highlight what took place in the past. And I have to say, I kind of looked at that with a little bit of chagrin because I was like, wait, is that how it initially happened? Or is this like some PR spin after Jack put that heat up on you? Now, initially, when the, when it came out about this uniform, was it a situation that, where the Bears detailing this is this is what the players wanted and not just because of how it looked, but they also had the meaning behind it? Or was this something that no. came along after? OK, I just wanted to make no. sure. No, so CBS, yeah, so CBS really, really badly butchered the facts, the basic facts about how this jersey ended up um, chosen, and then more significantly, why the team had released this video the, the week leading up to the game. And initially, I was just, I was excited. So at the beginning of the game, when they were, uh, you know, they were like, and here are the Bears and these special 1936 jerseys, and Jim Nance was like, more on that story later. So of course, my ears perked up. Um, uh, you know, I was hoping I'd get a shout out, but I, I didn't really think that was going to happen. But I just wanted them to tell the story correctly. Okay. So then I was thinking, all right, they're going to like get into it at halftime. They didn't do anything at halftime. And then it was just like in between like a second and third down when the Bears had the ball. 
Um, they kicked it down. Uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo kicked it down to the sideline to Tracy Wilson. And Tracy just like totally butchered the story. And then she kicked it back to Jim Nance and he like totally butchered it in other ways. So if you didn't know anything, if you hadn't seen the announcement this, uh, uh, this summer of the jerseys, obviously if you hadn't seen my story, if you're just watching the game, you're not like tuned into all things bears background. You're just like, I watch the bears on Sunday. Um, yeah, like you said, you would have thought that the players came up with this idea and that, and, and this is significant. And you would have thought that the reason the players came up with it was because they had seen the history that I'd written, Mm -hmm. but like without me having it, like you almost thought that like Akeem Hicks and Danny Trevathan were like in the library reading like in the (laughs) microfilm room on the third floor of Harold Washington library. Uh, or they have a newspapers.com subscription like I do, and that they were like deep in the archives for like no apparent reason other than to educate themselves on the minutia of Bears history, and that they then found the jersey, said it looks cool, and then said, wait a second, there was a ban on black players, and like did all this work, and then came to George McCaskey and was like, we need to wear these throwbacks. And George McCaskey was like, yes, you're right. Like, you'd think that that was what happened. And Last night, I found so you know the 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 network or the show or I don't know what you call it, but the Young Turks. Yes, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay, so the Young Turks have Young Turks Sports, mm-hmm. and their their host produced a video uh, that they released yesterday. Basically, he just read my story. Um, that was like basically it, and. And so it's on their Facebook page, but it's also on YouTube. And so I was flipping through the YouTube comments, and there they were, I don't know, a hot, a distressing number of people were just like responding to the host. Why are you talking like this as if this is some big scandal? The players wanted to do it. Like, didn't you see the game? Wow. And I was like, oh my God, like that is not at all what happened. Okay, so here's what happened this is the hundredth. And I'll try to keep it as quick as possible. This is the 100th season of Chicago Bears football. It is also the 100th season of the NFL. Um, the only other teams celebrating its 100th year are the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Packers celebrated their 100th year last year because they recognized the years before they joined the NFL. But the Bears have actually been around as long as the Packers as a club team. They started in 1992, but we don't care about that. We we're, we're pure and we only count starting from the league, but the Packers to get the jump on us decided that they, their history <laughs> starts in 1919, whatever. Anyway. So, so the bears, um, announced this summer that they were going to have some throwback uniforms. Uh, one of them is the 1960s Jersey, um, which was made famous. You know, we think of it, you, you think you look at that Jersey and you think of Gal Stairs, and Dick Buckus and Mike Dicka, it's the one with the white seat. I mean, that's how, like you were saying, Ken, like that the Bears don't change their jerseys that often. Like yeah. that's the big change, like a white seat. Um, but these 1936 jerseys were very different, and they were very similar to jerseys they wore throughout the 1930s, with the exception of these four shoulder stripes uh, on each side, alternating orange and navy, and the. Uh, and the, and the uniform also stands out a little bit more in modern times because of the helmet. 
because they had leather helmets. So they had like the paint streaks on them. But I think just like, it's hard to tell because I've seen very few colored photos of them, but like they don't pop quite as much as they do on a modern helmet. So it's just a lot more striking. Mm. And of course to us, it's so much different than what we're, you know, what we're accustomed So they debuted these jerseys or they unveiled these jerseys in June at the reunion celebration for the team. Kyle Fuller and Tree Cohen wore them. And the story of it was just, we saw these, we thought they looked great. And there's also this historical anomaly because they only wore them the one year. So George McCaskey was able to say, like, we wore these in 1936. Bronco Nagurski led us to a nine and three record. Um, we don't, we don't know what, what the fans of the day thought of them, but we hope fans are excited and it gets everybody thinking about the, the history of the team. Well, I did start thinking about the history of the team and I started looking into it. And um, so I spent like a week looking into just like the 1936 season and looking for pictures from uh, the Tribune and other papers of the, of, of the jerseys at the time. And a week later, I saw a tweet from at Chloe Silvers, S-Y-L-V-E-R-S. And she had a Facebook post about Joe Lillard. And I had never heard of Joe Lillard. And she wrote, it was his birthday, it was June 15th. So the jerseys were announced June 7th, this was June 15th. And she wrote that, you know, in honor of Joe Lillard's birthday, I want to talk about him. Great football player, great basketball player. And, and she was like, and he was one of the last two black uh, players in the NFL in 1933 before the 12 year ban. So that totally stopped me in my tracks because I knew kind of about the ban. I didn't really have a sense of how long it was. I definitely didn't have a sense that like, I knew that there were, I knew that there were black players in the league at, at the outset, but, and this is really from the movie 75 seasons, the documentary that the league put out in 94. And they talk about Chris Pollard, and maybe they mention Paul Robeson. Um, but then they kind of just, like, skip ahead, and then, and then it gets into this real, like, passive voice. And, um, and then they talk at the end about Kenny Washington and Woody Strode, who were the UCLA backs who then joined the Rams in 1946. So they were the first black players in the NFL after the end of his break, but what they never said in this movie and what I had never read about, um, and I'm pretty well read if I hadn't read about it, I figured a lot of people hadn't either was this idea that like, you know, they'll tell you like the victorious happy story of Washington and Strode, but they don't tell you about Joe Lillard and Ray Kemp who were great players. I mean, after reading about him and looking at his numbers and reading about like the way that people talk, about him, like at the time, I think Joe Lillard would have, was on his way to the Hall of Fame, no question. Hmm. And so I didn't think about, and I'd never been told, I never knew about these players who were in the league and then kicked out. It's very different from uh, from baseball or from the leagues that preceded the NBA, the NBL, the BAA. It's very different when something closed off completely and then opened versus when something is open and then closed and then open again. And so then I started reading about Joe Lillard and then, and then it like hit me that like, Oh wow. Like Kyle Fuller and Tariq Cohen, they were the first black players to ever wear these jerseys. Mm. And then I was like, and I bet they don't know that. 
So then I kept researching and I was looking for more information about the band. And that's when I, um, I, I knew about George Preston Marshall, the owner of the Washington football team at the time, the Boston football team. But, um, but I, I hadn't really thought about the, I hadn't considered really like the, the, the actual logistics, how this would take place. And the story that's told to us is that George Preston Marshall led it, and he certainly led it. I have no reason to doubt that he, like, pitched it. Um, and obviously, he was the, the Washington team was the last to integrate by more than a decade. Mm-hmm. So so I, I, so I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. But then I just started thinking, and I was like, well, but what doesn't make sense is that he was only – he had just finished his first year as owner. I don't think he would have been able to – strong arm all these other owners. And that's when I started to think about, well, you know, these guys must have just all been on board. But like of course they would have, but I just had never considered it. So like how so not just George Hallis, but here are the other people that were in this owners meeting in February of thirty three where um I figured out that that's where it was uh proposed and maybe instituted. And then uh, a biography of Pop of George Hallis by Jeff Davis confirmed that. So you've got, I won't say everybody, but just the names that everybody knows. George Hallis, George Preston Marshall, Kim Mara, the Giants, the Mara family, still co-own the Giants to this day. Mm-hmm. Just got a black Curly. quarterback starting last year. Yep. I know. The first one, right. Uh, Curly Lambeau. Joe Carr, who was the president at the time, uh, they named an MVP award after him. Um, and, uh, a guy named Benny Friedman, who was like one of the earliest quarterbacks, not long after that meeting, then a guy named David Jones sold the Chicago Cardinals to Charles Bidwell. The Bidwell family still owns the Cardinals to this day. Founded in 1933 were the Philadelphia Eagles by Burt Bell. Burt Bell became the commissioner after Joe Carr. There's an MVP trophy named after Burt Bell to this day. Also founded in 1933, the Pittsburgh Pirates by a man named Art Rooney. They became the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Rooney family owns the Steelers to this day. Obviously, Curly Lambo doesn't own the Packers, but is there any name in football more synonymous with a town other than house in Chicago, arguably Lambeau and Green Bay, even more synonymous yeah, with no Lambeau Field. And there's nothing else really that most people know about Green Bay. So the, the, the tie between that name and that city, incredibly strong, as strong as you get. And I started re- just kind of reflecting on this concept that George Preston Marshall, raging racist, total piece of garbage like Ray give us but, can you can you let give us an example of raging racist for us that don't know enough information yeah so a couple things number one his most famous quote is I will hire black players when the Harlem Globetrotters hire white players whoa, whoa. he said that he doesn't know about the oh, Washington yeah. Generals <laughs> yeah um he co-founded the football franchise with um with a couple of business partners in 1932, the Boston Braves. This was part of a movement at the time where NFL teams would be named after the baseball team in the city because the baseball teams were all well established. The idea was that you could add some immediate legitimacy to your organization and credibility and branding. Um, But he decided that he didn't want to be named the Braves anymore after a season, so he changed his name to the Boston 
what they are now. Exactly. As we like to call them the Slurs. The Boston Slurs, the Washington Slurs. That's fine. There you go. Um, He had a fight song. I didn't know this. Jim Rose uh, from ABC Chicago. I learned this from him. The original fight song for Washington, for the, the Washington team, had a line that was fight for old Dixie. Mm. And then at a certain point, they changed it to fight for old DC. Mm. Trying to cover for that racism. Not with the, and, with the oh, yeah. same name and, for the team. <laughs> yeah, so the same name. And, uh, and most famously, um, you know, the Washington football team was the final team to integrate. And they didn't integrate until 1962 when... And it was, it was interesting. It's the exact same way that the Rams integrated in 1946. Both cases were it was it was a ton of uh, organizing and activist pressure. I know from I know in the case of Washington from the NAACP, um, but other groups, uh, a lot of journalists, especially um, black newspapers. And then there was a there was a stadium rights issue in both cases with uh, Washington. They wanted they had signed a lease with what is now RFK Stadium, uh, which they just announced is going to be bulldozed, um, I think in 2022. Hmm. And uh, the Kennedy administration, the Department of the Interior, uh, Udall, turned the screws on uh, on Marshall and said, you know, you're not going to get to use this public taxpayer-funded stadium if you remain all white. So then he traded for traded for a star back from the Browns named Bobby Mitchell. And Bobby Mitchell told a story in 75 seasons that like one of his first team meals, everybody stood up the whole team and they started singing. Uh, is it, it's called Dixie. I don't know how it goes. I don't know how that goes, but they started singing that song and he goes, and George Preston Marshall looked at me and yelled, Bobby Mitchell sing. And he goes, and I just started moving my lips. I didn't know any of the words. So, that's a perfect example of like, oh, there there are other things that I learned. There are just like, they're like I say, he was racist for the thirties. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so he, was, he was out there like that, Jack. We're Dean Davis show right here on Lounge right now. Jack Stevens saying, make sure you follow yeah. you follow Jack on Twitter at Reed Jack. Uh, Jack, one question I have for you when it brings back. To oh, you. one second, one second. Oh, I'm gonna, oh. Hold on, I'm going to complete. I'm going to complete the thread. Here. Oh, okay, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. The point. Here's the point. So the point is, is that he became a really easy boogeyman. I don't want to call him a scapegoat because he's certainly responsible, but he was such a huge target and such an obvious menace. And obviously he also had, he, he did of course play this big role that it was very easy for the NFL to tell this story and just use him because that gets all of these sacred legends off the hook. Hallis, Mara, Rooney, Bidwell, Bell, Carr, Lambo. So I uncover all of this. I write the piece. As I'm writing, I reach out to Bears PR, to George McCaskey um, for an interview. He writes back. He respectfully declines. He sends pages of the PDF from the Centennial scrapbook that the Bears published this summer and that a, a portion of the book that addresses the band kind of, again, passive language. They don't, they don't really let Callis off the hook. Um, I, it was, it was a lot more than I was expecting in a team product. 
Mm. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So Jesse Jackson finds the piece. He gets in touch with me. I do his show. Also on the show, Jim Rose and Chris Broussard. I do Chris Broussard's show. And then, uh, and then Jim Rose says that he's going to bring this into House Hall and, and demand answers and request an interview with George McGaffey. Mm. So everything's pretty much level at that point. And then at some point leading up to the Washington game, something flipped. And I don't, I haven't discovered what yet, but George McCaskey, uh, per sometimes reporting, took this into the locker room, called a team meeting and told the players, all right, we're going to be wearing these jerseys and here's the history. You might be asked questions. At which point, allegedly, the players on the justice committee, um, social justice committee, so that uh, Hicks, Trevathan, Trubisky, Chase Daniel, and uh, Trey Burton, allegedly, they then took the lead. And they were like, okay, I want to put out, you know, we want to do this video, we want to donate proceeds, we want to auction off our jerseys. I don't have any other confirmation of that, but allegedly, that's how it went down. So then they were editing the video. We played Washington. Then on the Tuesday before the game, they released the video. Mm. And then it, then it all blows up because now you've got all these headlines of like Bears team releases video. Right. That's, you know, like I say, among the interviews that I've done in the past week was with the BBC. Mm. Like this went, you know. It went viral, dude. It went, yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So now we get to CBS. So that's the actual story of what happened. The Bears picked the jerseys. They thought they looked cool. They either knew the history and ignored it or didn't know the history. Everything was cool until I wrote my story. And then Reverend Jackson picked it up. And then it sort of went from there. And then something happened that led George McCaskey, whether it was because Jim Rose was reaching out or whether it was because Jesse Jackson wrote a column sometimes that was syndicated all over the country or... Maybe it was just because I had reached back out to say, like, I'd love to offer, you know, let's do an interview. Like, I reached out a second time. Mm. And or George McCaskey had just felt guilty about it the whole time. Or he felt guilty about it once my article went out or whatever the case. Something in there clicked. And George McCaskey led this. So then for CBS to come on the air and say... The Bears are wearing the 1936 throwbacks. The team uh, was segregated at the time. I don't remember if they said the NFL was. They didn't say for 12 years. They just said in 1936. And then they said, and the players wanted to wear them because they wanted to, like, shine a light or bring, push us forward or whatever, you know, yes. hokey nonsense. Yeah. They came up with it. And that's then what people who only saw the broadcast are yapping about on the YouTube comments of the Young Turks, taking this guy to task, talking about why are you making such a big deal about it? The players did it. So when you ask me, like, what happened? I tried to tell that as fast as possible. I'm sorry if it went long, but that's what happened. Man. All right. So exactly. That's what happened. But another the other thing that happened that really jumped out was the simple fact that what we said before, it went viral. Let us know, let our listeners know how that felt, man, because once it hit, everybody was tagging you saying that you were responsible 
for getting this story out there, which you were. So just on the simple fact of, you know, you being a writer, you being a historian, how did that feel just seeing the love that you uh, received on Twitter and just how viral the story went? So those are two separate things. They both felt great. One is the idea of the story going viral. And by the story, I think really what people were responding to to a degree, it was my piece, but they were really responding to what the Bears did mm-hmm. and what George McCaskey did in sitting down in front of that camera, bringing this to the players and sitting down in front of the camera and admitting and confirming the basic facts. It was still a little bit of a passive voice. He certainly didn't call out his grandfather by name, but he confirmed the basic facts. And that to me is a revolutionary act. Because one of the main critiques that I was getting, and certainly something that I had thought about as I was writing and deciding whether or not to publish it, was like, all right, there's nothing written here that says this is a ban. There's no like source that I can point to or like, you know, killer quote that I can point to that says that this happened, other than the obvious fact of like, it doesn't make, nothing else makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the two quotes I found from George Halleck explaining why there were no black players suddenly when there had always had been like the quotes didn't make any sense. But that aside, that was still an inference. Like then it's like me, you know, I'm like saying, all right, well, if we're to believe that George Halleck was this all powerful figure in the NFL, that he did what he wanted, that he was, um, you know, always pushed the boundaries of everything. Uh, then why would we why would we then cut that off at the point at which it means that he did something we don't like? So, but there was nothing else to confirm it. I mean, I had to I had to just read and use my intuition and say what I thought made sense. So to have Jordan McCaskey sit in the front of the camera and basically just confirm the basic facts. Um that was a really powerful moment because it means that that story, not my story that I wrote, but the story of the substance of what I wrote, that that story is now it's official. It's it's history. The history is only as good as how it's told, who tells it, what details are in, what details are out. And, And that's a really dangerous concept too. I mean, that history is fluid and, it, it doesn't necessarily get recorded in the correct way mm-hmm. and doesn't necessarily get told in the correct way. Yeah. And then that's, that's it. That's the story. Like whatever you end up with. Um, so the fact that he sat down and did that, I was like, I was really floored. I'm still floored. Now, obviously there was a PR angle at it. There was a economic angle at it. They have a, they have a great product. They want to continue to sell it, you know, to sell it. I, I get that, but that, that doesn't change the basic fact that he confirmed this and this is now part of the story of those jerseys and part of the story of that era and part of the story of the NFL and people who are alive now are now going to just accept it as fact that this happened so that's number one that made me really happy and that's what really pissed me off about how CBS presented this is because they undid just ever so slightly they undid some of that yeah yeah um, on a personal level, yeah, of course, it was great. I mean, like, first of all, um, you know, writing is kind of lonely. Um, it's, 
it's mostly it's mostly solitary work. Mm-hmm. Um, you spend a lot of time on it, and people are quick to to tear it down. And and then sometimes it's like the people who give you gap are like maybe it's like the same people all the time. And so of course there's like a, a personal pride at play. There's a there's a of course like it was thrilling. Like all right, so I do the dishes at night. Oh, we just got a dishwasher though. My whole life has changed. <laughs> um, but, but I do the dishes at night, and so sometimes I'll take it like after after we put the kid to bed. Like I'll take a nap like 40 minutes maybe um, on the couch and then get up and do dishes and clean up the kitchen, do my night chores and go to sleep. And so I was, I was on the couch and I woke up at five to 10 and I got two texts. I got a text from Lester Wolfong, my editor at Windy City Gridiron, who said, um, who said, have you seen the Bears video? And I had a text from Lawrence, Lawrence Holmes, our friend, our friend and mentor. And Lawrence yes, just yes. sent me the video he sent me their tweet and he wrote, look at what you did. Mm. So I'm like hazy eyed and I'm like, what's going on? And I like pulled the video off and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? That's crazy. And then as soon as that happens, it's not just a bunch of people, you know, it's a bunch of Chicago sports journalists and media people. Um, some who I know better than others, like you guys are like, uh, like Joe, certainly my, my good friend, Jimmy Greenfield, mm-hmm. Lawrence, uh, Lester, my WCG guys, but, but some guys who I only know kind of in passing, um, or just know through the internet and mutual respect kind of a thing. And it, yeah, of course it was totally cool because number one, it's great to have, it's great to have validation from your peers. Uh, I'm not going to front. I mean, there was totally a personal element at play here. But the other thing was just the knowledge that, like, cool, it's getting out this way. Like, as opposed to if people had just shared it and just, like, tweeted the Bears thing, but no one had really acknowledged what I did. Um, I know some people would have, but to have people who, like, everybody listens to, um, Lawrence, you guys, Kevin Fishbane dropped it, um, trying to think of who else. Uh, JJ Stankovic. So I don't know. I just know him online. Um, I think Adam Johns maybe dropped it. I mean, Hogue did the next day. Um, so everybody did. And then eventually, and then like everybody did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So a lot of people who just care about the Bears, who care about Chicago sports, like, yeah, so that was dope. It was dope to have that um, because I honestly didn't know if I was going to run it at first. Like, I was. Like I pitched it to one outlet here in town and they, they turned it down. Mm. They said that they, he was like, it feels like there no conclusion can be drawn. And I was like, ah, okay, dude. Um, I won't say who that was, but I'll just say, you know, the publication. Mm. Um, and then I pitched it to some other places, but they just like took so long to get back to me. Um, even to just get back to me to say, cool, I'll check it out. And we were like coming up on the unveiling of the Hallison and uh, Walter statues. And I didn't want to drop it in the week, in that week, because then people would just be like, oh, you're trying to tear down to his house, undercut him and everything. And it was like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Like, I just want to, I just want these facts to be out there. That's it. That's all I'm doing. And then we can all, then we can all debate afterwards about how we feel about it. 
what should be done about it. If this is a legitimate criticism, if this, if I should go kick rocks or whatever you want to say, let's just at least all be operating uh, off the same facts. Um, and then I felt really strongly, like I thought about pitching it to the nation and I just felt like it wouldn't really hit that way because, because the people who read the nation would be like, yeah, awesome. Then like everybody else would be like, Oh, another like lefty, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I just felt like it had to come from Chicago. Mm. I felt like it was something that we had to grapple with. And so I did like the idea of doing it at Windy City Gridiron, but I also knew that, you know, we have a, we have a vast staff who have different kinds of followings, right? Different kinds of stuff, have different kinds of touch points with the bears. And so I wrote them and I was like, you know, I got the story. It's kind of going to be a big deal. What do you think? Can I run on WCG? Because, you know, you guys might have to answer questions about this. And like you guys, some of you go to house hall or interview players, like, you know, you've got different followings than I do. What do you think? And they were all immediately like, whatever you want to do, we're behind you. It's a great story. It's an important story. They were like, we will jump into the comment section. We will jump on a Twitter, like do it. So that was big because, you know, I don't know where, if they'd been like, I would have had to respect them. And if they'd been like, I don't know, this is, I don't want to deal with this or I'm about to get like an exclusive with, you know, Matt Nagy, I don't want to mess it up or whatever. I got to be respectful. So then what was I going to do? It's going to run it on my own site or, you know, like who knows? And I think it hit so much harder because it was Windy City Gridiron, because of the credibility that we have, but also because it's a Bears site for Bears fans. And it was like, you have to start by calling out your own people. And the Bears are my people. Like, it starts there. So... Um, that was cool. And then to have all, you know, to have everybody like jump on it and be like, this is three Jack story. He did it. And all this. I was like, that's dope. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was awesome. Dean Davis on the line right now. Jack Silverstein. Make sure you follow him at read Jack. Look, I got one for you real quick. And that's, yeah. that's on the band. What was the reason behind, like when you, and again, you, you're saying like you zeroed down to the meeting, but what were some of the reasons that you discovered that, uh, uh, even though it was his first year after his first year being an owner, uh, owner that George Preston or any other uh, owner gave for enacting the band? So the technical reasons that they gave for enacting the band was that this was February of 33, so this is the fourth year, uh, or I guess it's been like three and a half years since the stock market crashed. Um, so we're deep in the Great Depression. Um, FDR has just been swept into office to like, you know, New Deal the hell out of this place. And, uh, and, uh, and the NFL was losing money. The Bears won the won the uh, NFL title in 1932 and lost $18,000. Mm. The 1932 championship game um, had to be played indoors because of inclement weather. We played between the Bears and the Portsmouth Spartans, who are now the Detroit Lions, and uh, and it had to be played indoors at Chicago Stadium. And it was they had a had a, I think it was like an 80 yard field. Um, and it was just like a really bad look at the end of a bad season and scoring was way down. So what they were doing was they, they, they were trying to make 
a bunch of rule changes that would improve the fan experience, that would distinguish them from the college game because they still used a lot of collegiate rules, and that would obviously help them uh, turn a profit. So George Preston Marshall, who was a very successful um, uh, dry cleaner owner in the D.C. area and who had a, owned a basketball team that had been doing well, um, and he was a showman, an entertainer. And, and so he had a bunch of ideas and then George House was the chairman of the rules committee and he had some ideas. So the rules that they implemented, for example, they divided the league into divisions for the first time. And that did three things. One, it increased the excitement about rivalries because then you were playing the same teams more often. Um, it improved scheduling. Just like logistically, like there was a there was a method to the madness now in scheduling, and then it created the first actual championship game that like was determined by winners of two sides, you know the uh, the Western Division and the Eastern Division. So that's that's an example. Um, they they added hash marks for the first time. Prior to that, you run out of bounds. Your next play. Uh, coming out out of bounds is like jammed up against the sideline and they would waste the play just like running, you know, like on a second, like on a second down and try to run to the middle of the field to set up a field goal. Okay. Well, imagine if that was happening every time a play went out of bounds. Okay. Uh, they moved the goalposts up to increase the likelihood that people would make kicks and all these moves worked. Uh, scoring went up in 1933 they made more money and they were on their way to being uh, financially solvent and to turning profit and becoming the juggernaut that they are today. But one of the other things that they did sort of technically in the same line of this, like we need a better quote product and happier fans, et cetera, was George Preston Marshall was like black players bad for business because you got a bunch of out of work whites. They're going to be real angry about all these, Black guys, quote unquote, taking their jobs. So the old, they took our job thing. Does that play? So that was the technical reason. Okay. But here's where that falls apart. Two ways. Uh, number one, after that point, I mapped out black players in the NFL by year. And there was a huge drop off after 1926. And one of the reasons was that they closed up a bunch of teams. They added um, another cost to owning a team. You're to pony up. I don't know what the number was, like 500 bucks or something. And a bunch of these smaller teams folded. And it was on a bunch of these smaller teams that were trying to fight with these larger teams that had more money. It was on these smaller teams where the black players were getting the most opportunities. Mm. The exception of the Chicago Cardinals, that was roundly the case. And even the Chicago Cardinals were, uh, in a sense, the lesser, you know, they were the second team in Chicago, even though they were here first. Um, by the time Hallis brought the, the, the Staley's from Decatur and then renamed them the Bears in 1922, um, the Bears pretty quickly became like the bigger team. So I started looking at that and I was like, okay, well, that, that sort of undercuts this whole, it was George Preston Marshall and the Depression thing because George Preston Marshall wasn't in the league yet. And it's 1927, depression, you know, stock market crashed in 29. And then you've got the fact that the ban ended in 46. And, you know, the Bears weren't integrated until 52. 
Packers weren't integrated until 50. The Eagles, I think, in 52. One of those teams was 52. One was 48. The Giants were founded in 1925. They didn't have any black players until after the ban. The Bears were founded in 1920. They didn't have any black players until after the ban. Packers were founded in 1919. They didn't have any black players until after the ban. Uh, so this idea that, like, oh, it was just the ban, that's hokey as well. The ban codified something that had been growing, hmm. but it wasn't the only thing that that was leading this. So, the, again, same thing as Washington. The reason reason they came back um, is that the Cleveland Rams, and this is wild, but Cleveland Rams won the 1945 NFL title and then moved. I mean, if you think it's crazy for a finals MVP to change teams immediately following winning a championship, imagine if the Raptors were like, you know, in Jacksonville this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Cleveland Rams packed up, went to L.A., and they wanted to use the Los Angeles Coliseum. And there had been, again, tons of activism, organizing, protests about the ban, because all these black players who were flourishing in college, they didn't just stop playing football. They went into a whole host of semi-pro leagues or barnstorming teams, some integrated teams, and played exhibition games against NFL teams. Um, George House coached the Bears in 1938 at Soldier Field against uh, a team that was an all-black team that was coached by Ray Kemp, one of the other the other last black player in 33, that starred Joe Lillard, that starred, uh, I think, Ozzy Simmons was on that team from Iowa. And so they were still playing ball. So the, uh, the Rams moved to L.A., and the city was like, all right, here's the deal. You can use the stadium um, if you integrate. That's that. And so they called upon local uh, talent, Kenny Washington uh, from UCLA. From I say from UCLA, this is 1946. He graduated after the 39 season. And again, Kenny Washington would have walked into the Hall of Fame, walked in, first ballot. He tore his knees up on all these games and all these substandard stadiums and facilities and all this from 1940 to 45. Played three years in the NFL, averaged 6.1 yards per carry. Mm. That's nice. Kenny Washington, Kenny, Kenny Washington would be regarded as one of the all-time greats. I'm, I'm, I, feel, I feel comfortable saying that. I mean, he led the NCAA in 1939 in total yards. Uh, he was the recipient of a trophy, the Fairbanks trophy, which is like a precursor to the Heisman. It's just like, it's, it's, it's tragic. I mean, he was stripped of this opportunity of the stardom of everything. Uh, so anyway, so, um, Kenny Washington and Woody Strode came into the league and, and that's what happened. I mean, it wasn't any sort of like a, Hey, this has gone too far thing. It was, we want to use the stadium. That was it. That was how it ended. That was how it ended with the Rams for the league in 46. And that was how it ended with the Washington team in 62. Um, and uh, Kenny Washington and Woody Strode, for anybody who doesn't know, they played 
at UCLA. They were part of a trio of outstanding backs for the Bruins. The third of those three men was Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson in the 40s got sick of waiting for uh, opportunities to play football and said, you know what? Screw it. I'll play baseball. My last, yeah. my last question real quick. Um, did yeah. you, did, no, because even though it's long, you're giving us so much information, it's value. Oh, so yeah. it's never an issue with you just going into whatever. Um, but th- this is a question. Did you find any blatant racism from the Maras, the Roonies, the Bidwell, Hallis, Lambeau, uh, et cetera? Did you, did you see any, outside of uh, Pres- George Preston Marshall, did you see anything that led you to say clearly, okay, that that's just racist outside of the band, but clearly they made a statement or some other action that you could take from them as just being blatantly racist during these times of, you know, change throughout the country from, I mean, this is before the civil rights movement, but still, did you find anything blatant about these owners that stood out to you as about being racist? Well, Frick Pollard uh, was very vocal over the years about George Hallis, that George Hallis had stripped him of many opportunities. So George Hallis in 1920 wanted to have a sort of a, a de facto title game between the Bears and the Akron Crows. And this was when we were the Decatur Staley's. And he was going to have it at Wrigley Field. And Chris Pollard, as a Chicago guy, he thought, yeah, it was due against Akron. That'll be a good, that'll be a good draw. Um, George House went to Crane. So their, their rivalry or their knowledge of each other went back. Mm. You got a, a guy from Crane and a guy from Lane Tech. And... So the way that Fritz Pollard tells it is that George Hallis had, uh, you know, took advantage of Fritz Pollard's um, celebrity in Chicago and his and his talent to to schedule this championship game, and then after that he said he wouldn't put his team on his schedule. And George Hallis said, No, 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 whatever. We we scheduled who was available or whatever. But Fritz Pollard says that George Hallis would not schedule the Bears against any of his teams um and Fritz Pollard he and Fritz, more Fritz Pollard toward him um but yeah I mean he said that he tried to keep him out of the Hall of Fame he said in 19 I think it was a 75 interview he said quote George Fred, George House was prejudiced as hell hmm. and um House called him a liar and you know that that was I if, uh, to a degree, it's a he said, it's a he said, he said thing, but certainly the other facts around how they don't shine too, too fondly, um, uh, on that. And, um, so that, that's, that's the, that's the big one. As far as the other guys, um, let's see, I didn't see anything about Lambo, but I didn't really dig into these other guys. Yeah. It was sort of like only so much that, I could yeah. do. Um, I didn't dig into Lambo. Uh, let's see. So Art Rooney was the owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1933, the expansion Pirates, when Ray Kemp was on the team, and and the the Pirates head coach was like an out, full on racist, um, and he released. Ray Kemp, and then 
they had they had some injuries, they re-signed him. And Ray Kemp later said that he thought that Art Rooney didn't even know what his coach was doing. He thought Art Rooney was a good guy, but like it was kind of like he just like let his his coach yeah. like take the fault, like you know, run points on that kind of thing. Um, Charles Bidwell, I didn't see anything specific, but again, like Charles Bidwell bought the Cardinals, and then immediately, pretty much like his first season, he has Joe Lillard, and then he and then he got. So as far as like who was in a position to <laughs> enact the ban at a foundational level, it was um, it was Charles Bidwell and Art Rooney because they were the owners of the teams that had black players. Obviously, all the other teams that got rid of theirs, or in the case of the Bears, Giants, and Packers, never had them to begin with. And I think that speaks a lot. You know, that speaks highly about who they are. So. So I, I just say I didn't go looking for stuff on everybody. Um, I had to kind of define my scope, but <clears throat> I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just saying it's not the thing I found other than what I just told you. Jack, we always appreciate it, man. Jack, man, think breaking down the history, brother. You know we always love it. <laughs> man, you have a terrific evening. Keep up the great work. Yes, yes. Anything you have coming out, man, make sure that uh, we talk to you about it, man. We love to put your stuff oh, out there. It's always, always great work. Of course. Man. Kiss no, that guys, baby. I, hey, listen. Listen, I appreciate Yeah, I will. I appreciate you both. Um, always always love. And uh, thanks to Ryan for, uh, you know, setting us up. And and uh, and listeners, I'll just tell you, Demond, such a nice guy. But uh, my my uh, and Kenneth, yeah, Kenneth too. But this is a demonster. My uh, I got eliminated in my softball playoffs last Monday, and I played with this team since 2011. We're two-time champs. We're the defending champs, and we had a bunch of people who left. Uh, they got jobs, or they there's just a bunch of things. We got we we lost a lot of people. It was just if we if we had won this game, we would have lost last night. Like we, I don't think we were going to go that much farther. But I was still really bummed about it, and I. And I had been shooting videos a little bit about it. So I sort of assumed that anyone who was on my feed had was like up on my, the story of my night. And so I wrote, I didn't mean to be like vague or mysterious, <laughs> but I wrote something like, I wrote something like, man, this hurts or like still hurts or can't believe it or something. And uh, a few people got back to me. Thomas Jones sent, uh, what's the emoji with the prayer hands? He sent the prayer hands. To me, and uh, it was lovely. And uh, and and jumped in to my DMs and was like, "Bro, is everything okay?" So I really appreciated that. Everything was fine, um, but that was very nice. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem, brother man. No problem at all. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you guys have a great night. Okay. You too. Have a good one. We no, appreciate it. No doubt, Jack. Thanks, man. All right, fellas. Take care. And that was Jack Silverstein of Windy City Grin Iron Man. Hey, listen. If you haven't had a chance. Hop on this timeline, man. Hop on this feed. Read that article. It is amazing. Just to, I read it twice, man, and so much information was there. Definitely. All right, so you know what? Great football right there with Jack Silverstein. You know what? We're going to go around the league next around the NFL. Dean Davis Show. What's up, everybody? It's Cameron Smith from CBS2 Chicago. You're listening to the Dean Davis Show. Dean Davis Show. All right. It is time to go around the the league around the league around the league oh, that's a little bit of daft punk right there wasn't it around the league all around right. the league <laughs> oh all right what you got for us ryan 
Uh, this was a really close game, maybe a surprising game in the noon hour, and I'll try to kind of work in order. This one, this game will be sort of out of order in terms of the time zones. But you got the Colts and the Raiders, and one of the reasons why is because the Raiders are the Bears' next opponent. They won 31-24 to over the Colts. Good time. Good protection. And the throw, and he's got him. Waller, touchdown. Take it, Moreau. The other tight end, Foster Moreau. 18-yard touchdown pass. Carr to the rookie, working on Yasin. They're 2-2 two and two on the season. Mm-hmm. Not especially uh, impressive victories, because their other one was against Denver, who's winless. But uh, what would you guys think of the Raiders, and what would you guys think of uh, the Colts falling to the Raiders, as they're one of the darling teams right now, too? I actually didn't really want to pick the Colts to win that game. Didn't I pick the Colts to win that game? I think we all did. We all did. But in my so I do uh, a fantasy that is about picking against the um, the what's the name spread spread. Thank you, thank you. The spread and the spread. I took the Raiders because I was like, oh no. Oh, what was the spread? It may have been what like seven or something. No, it probably was like four and a half or something. Oh, okay. And I was like, because I know I know Chucky has them playing well on O right now, basically. They're, so, they're a lot and, better than what people think. And uh, even though I, I listen, I'm rooting for Jacoby Brissett, but Jacoby Brissett isn't clicking to the point where that offense is automatic. They they the tops they may get 21 points. You know what I'm saying? It's not they're not clicking like 30 or 34 is nothing to them. So looking at that team and thinking what Chucky has done, I thought they were susceptible for that L because they're still kind of figuring out an injury. They have pieces and their quarterback, they have a decent quarterback, but still he's not Andrew Luck. So I wasn't I wasn't overwhelmingly feeling that they were going to just necessarily beat the Raiders right now. I think uh, Gruden... And that's what Burford got suspended for the season. For the season, which he should be out for this career. Man, he's... he's, he's it's time. It's time, man. Go ahead and just sit that brother down. Man, have him go do something else for the rest of his life. He made some money. He's fine. Uh, hopefully he still has it. He shouldn't be in the league no more. Uh, would you look at John Gruden? I... I think we could kind of say that he's kind of coaching up Derek Carr, though I don't think Derek Carr is his quarterback. 21 for 31, only 189 yards, but two touchdowns and a rating of 105. So he's doing enough, and they was able to put up 31 points. Uh, the entire team was able to put up 31 points. So he's doing enough. Now you look at Brissett. See, this is the thing that kind of worries me. 46 times. He threw the ball 46 times. Hmm. Yeah. 265 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Rate number 82.2. I thought that was going to be a running fest for Indianapolis. That's what that's what you would think. But listen, man, I think we got to kind of stop poo-pooing on the Raiders. I think they're playing a little bit better than what people expected. Yeah. They're playing a little bit better. So I don't think that's going to be a gimme game for the for the Bears. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher. Oh, no. Wow. Again, you think it's going to be a gimme game? I'm just saying. It could, well, when you say a little bit tougher... This score, let me put it like this. This score against the Colts doesn't necessarily influence what I think is going to happen with the Bears. Okay. I'm not saying it okay. won't be a close game because okay. their offense is clicking, but the Bears are going to be flying at them, and Khalil Mack is going to try to make a statement right. on this team. So, I, I again, like now we're going to – like even though he's playing well, we're going to see old Derek Carr in this one. We're going to see crying Derek Carr in this one. <laughs> 81 total rushing yards for the Colts. Oakland, 188. That could be the difference. As we all have been saying on this show, one thing that Dean Davis preaches, simple football, 
is winning football. But run the ball. The, the guy that led the league in rushing yards, what did he do against the Bears last year? Well, last oh, he week? do nothing. Yeah, Wait, so. playing against somebody special though. He playing against somebody special. Who special? The Bears. The Bears defense is special. That's what. I'm, but I'm, I'm using that same defense against the Raiders. Mm. With oh. a actually with a lesser runner. Running back. Yeah, right now Josh Jacob is not Dalvin Cook. No, oh, good guy, no. You know he has a lot of potential, but he's not Dalvin Cook. He doesn't have Dalvin Cook's top top flight speed at the yeah. top. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not as concerned. I, I'm not saying it won't be a, a, a it won't be closed, but I'm not concerned. Right. Let's move over to some of the bigger games. Uh, one of the thrilling games of the weekend actually started last Thursday when the Packers lost to the Eagles, twenty-seven to thirty-four at home. Peterson there now. TNF, and we have Carson Wentz joining us now after a big 34-27 to 27 win over these Packers. And Carson, when you think about this week leading up to it, obviously two disappointing losses, back-to-back, short week, all of the injuries, and then you have to be on the road in prime time at Lambeau Field against the Packers. This is a lot of stuff, a lot of build-up here. What was the mindset in that locker room in the run-up of this game? For sure. I mean, it's always tough on a Thursday night uh, to get ready to go, especially you know your bodies first and foremost but uh coming off of the two losses it was i think it was beneficial for us to be able to just put those behind <laughs> it's hard to focus with my fans right now but <laughs> what, whatever would you be laughing about right now <laughs> i don't know if they can hear that at home a uh, big loss for the packers they had a chance to keep rolling and stay undefeated and ahead in the nfc north now they're somewhat tied with the Bears slightly ahead because they had the tie break Mm -hmm. but the Eagles they needed that win big time otherwise they would have fell to one and three on the season so now they're at two and two just behind the Cowboys so uh, what were you guys takeaways from that game Um, like like you said it was a it was a huge win for the Eagles they definitely needed that put them 21 points against the defense that I think a lot of people was like okay the Green Bay Packers their defense is kind of shaping out damn D I want a water not ice what's wrong you hit me with the full ice cream. Oh, cup. man, just let it melt. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, 21 points up against the Packers defense. I think a lot of people are looking at the Packers defense like, okay, they're there. They're just waiting for the offense. I've been saying, though, clicking. they're going to come get, back to earth. Yeah, 21 points in the second quarter, man. That is huge. That is huge. And that was a good. That was a great game to watch, too, man. Uh, but that was a huge win for Philadelphia. They definitely need it because I think if they would have lost that one, I wouldn't. I, I mean, it's gonna be hard to kind of catch the boys. I, I think the boys gonna win. The, the, lost, the Cowboys lost once. Yeah, they did. They did. They ended up losing, but yeah. I think the boys are gonna win that division. But you don't want to have to fall that far behind the Cowboys either, though. So again, going to my fantasy, I chose the <laughs> Eagles against with the spread. I was like, man, no. Nah, I was like, the Pack ain't doing that to the Eagles. So I got that game, but this is a kicker. So I've been. We all know in our fantasy league what happened to me. I didn't get to choose my players to round five. Yeah, but I'm in this other fantasy league, and I'm like, I have uh, Bell. He was hurt. I mean, he was out. There was a bye, and I'm, all my running backs are down. And I'm like, man, what am I about to do? So I go and I no. pick up Jordan Howard and uh, Peyton Barber. Mm. Oh boy! I end up inking that game that 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 that, that game out by like eight points mm. against, and it was like I got these goose off the wave. Like when when I went and I had this is the crazy part. So on Thursday, because I went and I checked and I forgot. I, on my on that team, I have Wentz, 
I have Ertz, and then I picked up Jordan Howe. So I had three guys going Man. on Thursday. And I, wow. you know, you hate that because you could be wow. out of it. Like, I'm out. It's already yeah. right. When I looked at that, I was like, damn, he got 32 points. I was like, yeah. Howe with 15 carries, 87 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you figured that he was going to get those goal line carries. Yeah. So, I mean. Got that, a lot more than that. Yeah. But so that was I, definitely, I was watching. I saw that pass, the swing pass that he got, and he took it to the house. I think it was. He had a couple it, nice runs, too, around the I think it's the most space that the players had this season mm. as far as the distance but from from the dis- defensive player. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a good game. Uh, this is the thing, going back to what you are just saying about the Cowboys. We saw that Dak didn't perform well. And even though it's up and down, Carson Wentz is a very capable quarterback. Mm-hmm. And when you have a very capable quarterback, there's always a chance. He's even more than a very capable quarterback. Two years ago, he was an MVP candidate. He was the leader in the MVP race. So when you have that guy behind there with, they have all the pieces, they they, they just haven't homogenized quite well just yet. It's, man, second half of the season to tell us a lot about the NFC uh, East. Yeah. How about uh, sticking in our noon hour? D's favorite team, the Brownies. Taking the Browns? Although I didn't. Never do. Going up. I took them once and they lost. I don't even know if you took them once, to be honest. <laughs> I know one thing. Maybe that? against the Titans week one. not ever mention the Falcons in this house again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm am done I done with them. I, what am I? It's going to come back game. I'm like, yeah, right. I, I talk I that talk. One. I think I was the only one who took the Tennessee Titans. I think you did. Yeah, you somebody Oppo. else did. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else did? Yeah. Which one did you go up on by yourself? Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I changed my mind at the very last second. As you should have. Yeah. Bro. But those uh, Browns dominated the Ravens and Lamar Jackson 40 to 25 the game uh, really got out of hand around halftime into the second half first and 15 Chubb Chubb with running room Chubb to the 40 on his way to the end zone you got both Treader and Kush getting to the outside. So the defense goes and flows with the lineman. What's Chubb do? He lets them chase the lineman, knowing where the point of attack is. He cuts behind them, untouched. And the Ravens try to late comeback with Lamar Jackson, but they're not built that way. So what would you guys think of the Brownies taking control of the AFC North? In first place, as I said they would be. Oh, my, my God. Rex Ryan. You said they win the division. I, they are going to win the division. Rex Ryan, you shut up. Uh, Talking about Baker Mayfield, he showed you. You told liquor. He showed you. The Browns, they are going to win that division. You hurt. Yeah, you, you should be recording this. Where your camera at? <laughs> Damn it, they going to win the division. And then record when we do our game picks and D picks again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. I think, like I said before, man. I think they just got to put it together. They two and two. They win. They leading the division. Mm-hmm. We got to see what Baltimore does. Mm-hmm. I'm still a love, a love Lamar, uh, Jackson. Lamar Jackson fan. More of a fan. It's a big you? loss at home. I like them in Louisville. Louisville. I'm sorry. I like them there. But you know, it's going to be a tight race. It's going to be a tight division. It is. And that's a big loss at home, though. Even the Steelers won mm-hmm. one. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. He got off and got him a game. Yeah, uh, it was a Nick Chubb game. It sure was. I mean, that's really what happened and exposed maybe a, a, a flaw in the Ravens' defense. Ravens' defense didn't show up that day. You know, they except for Miami, where they dominated. They've given up a lot of points to Arizona. Gave up a lot of You're points to do the that Chiefs. To a lot of points to but Cleveland. even with KC, they put pressure on him. 
I'm not saying it was yeah. bad, but they've just given up and, a point. And, and and what what Kitchens did in in some manner was I, they used Landry Jones, but but kind of take the ball out of Baker's hand. And and he, Nick Chubb just went off. That one run was I think I think I saw something. He, he had the, the second fastest run in the league this year or something like that. Like he took he hit twenty something. The ball. He had like twenty one miles per hour. On he that took run. twenty carries, one hundred sixty five yards, three touchdowns. And Sony Michelle I think had a decent game this past week. Those old Georgia Bulldog uh, mm-hmm. tandem together. But uh, yeah, definitely it was a it was a Nick Chubb game. Uh, Baltimore showed some flaws, but Baltimore's in a um, a growing period too. Like I mean, you got this quarterback. You're right. You're, but we people thought that with the talent that that team acquired, which I didn't, that they were in better standing with the Browns mm-hmm. and also their quarterback look, even though they came in at the same time more seasoned because he's more of a traditional quote unquote quarterback. Take that toe liquor. Oh my goodness. Rex Bryan talking all that crap. I don't like toes, but you. I hate. can't wait for Saturday for Cleveland Browns for D. I'm going to write that. Who, in who right does away. Cleveland play this week? It doesn't know? matter. Okay. D is going with them. <laughs> <laughs> they played a. Oh, damn. They played a 49ers. Oh, who are you taking, D? I'm taking the Browns. <laughs> I'm taking till Saturday. I'm sticking. The real I'm sticking. They, uh, oh, they in San Francisco, too. <laughs> okay. Oh, shoot. <laughs> don't you record this. <laughs> oh boy all right next game this was another really entertaining game came down all the way to the wire as those kc chiefs went into detroit from the detroit 46 yard line that's where we begin with mahomes on a blitz he's rolling mahomes in trouble throws back across his body oh and a flip to mccoy from kelsey look at this mccoy in the open field that was sick Inside the 15, Barnum and Bailey from the Kansas City Chiefs. And took it to those Lions, beating them 34-30. to It was a really close game. Detroit had plenty of chances to potentially win that game as well, but uh, Patrick Mahomes did his thing and pulled out a victory for the Chiefs and uh, saved their terrible defense. We, Matt Patricia's changed the culture. That's not the same team. You have a better defense, and they still have a very capable capable quarterback in Detroit. He looked good. Yeah, I mean. Stafford's good. I mean, we forget Stafford ain't no punk. No, he ain't. He can get 5,000 yards. He just won't win that many games. Yeah, you know, facts. I mean, but a lot of that sometimes isn't on Stafford. Yeah, it's true. very true. Like, very true. this isn't the Stafford from when him and uh, Cutler were playing and both, you know, strong arm, but mm-hmm. would turn that ball over. It's, mm-hmm. At that time, Stafford was more injury prone. Think about it. When's the last time Stafford's really been for a prolonged period of time out? Yeah. So, um, I mean, again, hats off to want to be uh, – uh, Hoodie guy and Matt Patricia uh, seems like that team is coming. And, and again, we like even when we're talking about the Vikings and the Lions being at the bottom of the division. We're not talking about them being the Dolphins. We're talking about them being strong, capable of taking a game away from you teams mm. at the bottom of your division, mm. which only intensifies the, the race to the playoffs in the NFC North. I don't know what the Chiefs' uh, draft stock is or what they have, but they need to try to trade and get Jalen Ramsey. That secondary is not good. They traded a lot already. They trade need, for Frank Clark. Something. They need to. They gotta get us. They gotta get some, some help back there. They need another edge rusher. That would help. That would help too. That would help too. They need something. You know, else. another thing they need to do. Are we talking about that? And that's cool and all. They gotta start investing in that offensive line. 
because you you watch those games. Sometimes it's like, wait, hold on, y'all got the best quarterback in the league running around. Yeah, he like some guys they get in his face quick. Like that Baltimore game that we were just mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game it's like, dog, you oh, he got sacked. You need to invent, like three times. T- take care of that kid. All right. Like, yeah, on. but what's great about that kid though? Talking about Patrick Mahomes, boy, and that last drive, he got them together. He 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 talked to him. He's like, hey, man, listen, we just gotta. We gotta take care of ourselves. We gotta take care of ourselves. We believe in each other. We're gonna get down here. We're gonna score this uh score these points. And they get one by what's a field goal? Was a t- no a touchdown. Four. Four points. Four points. Four points. Four Thirty-four points. thirty. There you go. Uh but he got down there and they did what he needed to do. So uh but no, man, listen, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback out there. He made some plays, but Matthew Stafford played just as good as Patrick Mahomes that day. Well, but not, they get, not as good because they lost. Well, okay. I give you that one. I give you that one. But listen, they, ne- they need to do something on that defensive side of the ball. They do. Because it's going to be one more time. I, I, I'll get a Chiefs to get to the AFC Championship game all the strength of having to buy and getting the, and be the next team, whoever they play. But let's just say they play against uh, New England again. Hey, listen, that's not... Ooh, that's going to be tough. That's that not defense, the same New England defense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not the same. This the defense fact, is legit. The fact that those five defensive backs can basically single up on everybody. Like, they, you know what? This was the first game. Maybe it was the last game. This is the first game where... Because it, it Patrick Mahomes is so great. You thought Kareem Hunt going out. Okay, maybe I may not be doing anything. They, they almost made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But this was the first game you knew they need to re-kill back. Because they need someone to blow the blow top, top off. off. Very true. That way he can work under or he can hit him over top. But they need... they. Could, Teams are afraid of Hill. But they I, need Hill speed back. I like the I like the way they use Lashawn McCoy though in that I game. Too. I, I like I also, like how he he's being used. Also so on my team, and I started that day. You didn't start or you started. I did. Okay, I man. Did there you go. Mm. Shout out to you. And I got on both of my teams. Uh, Melvin Gordon coming back. All I need is AB to stop beating on women. <laughs> AB <laughs> sexually. Assault. Good luck with that. AB is done. The uh, probably three o'clock thriller besides the Bears and the Vikings was the Rams hosting the Buccaneers in a big time shootout. That was an old school shootout All right googly there. Eyed on it. 95 total points between the teams. The Rams give up 55. The Buccaneers only gave up 40 and the Buccaneers win by 15. Probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest upset of the weekend. Mm, yeah. Buccaneers yeah. two and two. Rams now three and one. Murphy bunting in a corner on a third and six and Goff. Time. Arm hit and in the air and it's intercepted. The Bucks with a takeaway. Jordan Whitehead. Back to the 35 of Tampa Bay. Allowed for the interception. Shaq Barrett got to him. Winston on third down, middle of the field's open. He throws high, and catch made. That's a touchdown, Chris Godwin. What'd you guys think? What's up with that Rams defense? Aaron yeah. Donald on that defense, they gave up 55. He's a man, he's a man alone. Year, though. He's a man alone. Sure. He was that last year. I know. But the defense was, well, no, the defense was not. I mean, it was good it last was year. It was better last year. It was better, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. who did they give up those the points court. to? The Chiefs? The cornerbacks went yeah. out last year. Peter, Peters had a, 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 a pick six, I believe, 
but still, yes, he did. Yeah, but they but think about it. Wade Phillips was relying on the fact that he was going to have those cornerbacks playing on an island, basically, and he was going to be able to use them to create not on, on to create the pressure, but use them being able to stick to the team's best receivers to have, be able to create pressure with his front seven, and that necessarily hasn't worked out the way that they thought it was going to work out. And even though we know he didn't have a phenomenal year last year, Sue isn't there. Um, what has Fowler did as far and he was underwhelming when he was in Jacksonville but what has he done so it's a lot of questions when it comes to that defense and there's only so much I mean that's 40 points it's only so much Jerry Goff can do like dude how much do you need from me <laughs> I gave you 40 now like come what on what do you want from me <laughs> he's been kind of struggling though lately I think in his last two or three games six touchdowns seven interceptions um, he had uh, four, 45 for 68 uh, Damn. 517. Damn. For two TDs. I don't have his. Uh, and three interceptions. His rating, he had an 80.3. Yeah, three interceptions. QBR, 40 points. I mean, that's. Yeah, that's bad. There's some good in there, but still, you can't be giving the game away. But listen, if I could still get you 40, damn. Yeah, I know, right? I'm on y'all. Come yeah. up for a man. But if yeah. he's coughing up 21 with those interceptions. I was just going to say, y'all can't keep him to 30 for me? <laughs> <laughs> what about the Buccaneers? 55, 2 and 2. Jameis boy playing for his life. That defense still can't stop a cold, but man. I think this is admiration. I think this is one of them games kind of like, oh, wow, we just blew up. They play against the Saints. The, that Saints defense is a lot better. And they ain't going to do that against that Saints team. Panthers, maybe. Tennessee, mm, uh, you know. I don't think I'm, I don't Ooh, think we're going to see that again. The battle of the draft that didn't have as good as quarterback as we think. What are you talking about, man? Mariota, Mariota versus Winston. Oh. It's like, who's, who's going to be a free agent first? Has Tampa made it to the playoffs since he's been a quarterback? No, right? Did they make it? They maybe did one year. I was about to say maybe one year. The one Marks? year they were close. They were in the hunt late. Mm-hmm. But, but I think been they there fell out. Twice or just once? Once. He was there last year. But it wasn't. No, he was there. He was there last year. But then two. Yeah. Two years. I thought it was two then years. Two. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. it wasn't because of him, though. Well, hey, hey man, he listen, was man. Who did they lose to? It's, last it's year. called a team, man. It's no I and team, Ken. It's no I and team. It's a me. <laughs> Is it in for Marcus? I don't know. Uh, listen, man, I think that was admiration for um, for Bruce Tampa Bay. Bruce something. I don't know. No, him man, with googly no. eyes. He like, which eye you want me to stare at, James? You okay. talking about Brian Leftwich looking at him? Look at me. Look at me. Brian, don't throw that. James said, look at me. I am looking at you, coach. Come on. <laughs> look at me. Don't throw that ball away, boy. Hey, Brian, but listen, man, this is a good thing for Brian Leftwich, man. Maybe he might get a head Job. coaching position. Perhaps yeah. OC right now A little bit down the road Yeah I can see him With Pittsburgh He's young too I can see him Getting a Pittsburgh job And pissing Ryan off No I would love that As long as Mike Tomlin Isn't his head coach Mike Tomlin ain't going nowhere Oh yo Mike Tomlin wished For this weekend <laughs> Fell apart didn't he Well I guess he's got To win eventually right Uh huh yeah. I mean he's supposed To win all the time But I, I guess Everyone can settle one, For eventually Only had one Nine playoff season And they won nine wins And they're about For another one Yeah that's true Last two. Okay, let your rapist quarterback go out. <laughs> well, you perform. <laughs> the last game we'll talk about for around the league, the nightcap on Sunday, because there's no point in talking about Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers and their Monday night game. Uh, Saints Cowboys. Saints hosting the Cowboys, eking that out 12 to 10. Marcus Williams with the pick. And the New Orleans Saints and Breeze is one of the first guys out there. Come away with an upset win over the previously undefeated 
Dallas Cowboys. Go right off the edge and watch the shot here that Prescott's going to take. Wide open, bang. No way he can hold on to it long enough to get that in the end zone. Dak Prescott looked a lot like the guy last year that was inconsistent. Teams this season, defenses are really playing. Well. Yeah, they are. They are. That uh, Saints defense was balling out, and Teddy Bridgewater did enough. Enough. Uh, that was a uh, um, Dak. You say you want to get paid? What? It's still right. early. Uh, the no, game's going to change. Before. I'm not saying it's going to change yeah. how much he gets paid, but it's still just it, that game. Yeah, it still makes you like, oh man, I got to give you 38. Like, oh, we should have signed well, 22 for 33, 223 yards, and one interception, no touchdowns. Yeah. And you need, I mean, with that, but team, he just looked bad late in that game. I know Lattimore did well it. against Amari Cooper. But if your dog, if your top receiver gets locked down, you got to move that ball around to some other players. How about this, man? Zeke only got thirty-five yards. Oh yeah. Uh, How many receptions yards. did he get? That's another problem. Just gonna say to you, they don't give enough don't receptions. They give it to Zeke in the damn space. Game eighteen, hey, hey, carried eighteen times. West, but again, many, in space, many, let's yeah. throw it out to him. Yeah, oh, how many passes did he catch? Uh, six. Yeah, you need to get to ten. Six for thirty on a game like that. You need to. You need. Hey, man, that Saints that Saints defense is pretty good. Man, that's Zeke. All right, like we, I, I agree with you. I like, think he's probably the well, him and Cook is probably the best quarter. I mean, quarterbacks, running backs right now league. with what's the name being out. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that. I mean, but with that offensive line you know with Dak, Ty Gurley's playing. He's getting less he reps. He is. He is. But he's playing. Yes. He we'll see how it goes with that knee. With uh, the knee. Yeah. I just think with Zeke, he got that offensive line. The screen game can't get going. You can't isolate him with a linebacker or safety when you go spread with some of those like Amari, Jason Witten, people that you have to account for. You can't for. Sit, sit there, have him pretend like he's going to be in a pass blocking situation and take off. and get to- Or line him out outside to be a decoy to yeah, open it up like, for maybe Witten or listen, something. Witten can't be your leading receiver. He had 50 yards. Facts. That, that's, look at and that he right fumbled. There. That was one of the big problems. They fumbled. They looked... A lot like the Dallas team last year that was kind of like, meh. But you're not every game going to be clicking like that. Especially yeah, of when, course not. Even for great quarterback, you're not. But especially with a, a growing quarterback, you're not. I just kind of felt like that's a team. Like, if the Cowboys want to get to be in this division winner that is vaunted and you need to be afraid of them in the NFC, that's the type of game you got to win with Drew Brees out. But let's not forget, these two teams really know each other well. Oh, yeah. Last year. And like, they beat Drew they Brees last well, year. They may as well be in the same division. Yeah, sure. Last year, so... We'll see. I mean, it, it, it does make for an interesting storyline going further in the season if those got those two teams meet in the playoffs. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up this show, D and David Show. Yo, what up? It's your man Jay Illa, official Chicago Bears DJ, and you are listening to the D and David Show. Turn it up. D and David Show last segment. Last segment. Shout out to our boy Jack Silverstein for jumping on with us, hitting us with all the information. Even if it's long, and I'm not saying that in any disparaging manner, because he packs it with so much valuable information, you have to appreciate it. Dropping gems. Yeah, take that all in. Uh, very important. Even though you can plus, find, you got to know your history, right? Yes, yeah, so you know can your find, history. Yes, you can find it. Jack's being interviewed. He's talked about when he was with the Reverend Jesse Jackson. Uh, so there's other interviews out there. So definitely, because there may be uh, little jewels in those, check those out. But uh, he always brings it, and you, we just let him go because it's due. When yeah. someone has takes their job that serious, mm-hmm. you just got to let them rock and do what they do, and he does it well. The historian. Okay, so. Uh, there is a little bit of beef 
on the wax, as the old timers would say. What's yeah, when you beef? said bringing it and won't stop, I was thinking of this beef that you're talking about right now. So, okay. Dame Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers was on Joe Budden's podcast, and Joe Budden asked him, is he a better rapper than Shaquille O'Neal? Dame, of course, said yes. Mm-hmm. Shaq took offense to this and dropped a diss track, which sounded like grandpa rap. Ah, that's Dame rap. The daddy has to come out of retirement and spank one of these undisciplined children. Now it's time to be disciplined. It's time to put up that belt and whip a little ass. Here we go. Yo, yeah, what's wrong with these little cats? I can tell they little, listen to they little raps. Always bragging about they little max contract. They ain't got a little money when it comes to Shaq. Did you, wait, wait, did you see the video? I don't know. Oh, I got to send y'all the video. The video is pretty funny. Oh, Shaq? Yes. I feel like the first time, because the first time I didn't listen to the whole Shaq. I didn't listen to the whole Shaq track because it was he wasn't even on beat. And I mean, Shaq could rap. Yeah, Shaq can rap in yeah. a way back in the days, yeah. but you could tell he hasn't used that tool in a minute because mm-hmm. he couldn't stay on rhythm enough. Guy, you saw the video. You know what I'm talking about? I did. I did see it. Um, it was like a life size, almost like puppet puppet of him. Of yeah. Yeah, it's okay. pretty funny. Okay, so I'll check that out. So then I so I listened to a little bit of it and I stopped. So then I listened to Dame's today. So when someone sent it to me, I was like, is this that Shaq thing? And it's like, it's the Dame response. So I was like, okay. He say he the goat, I come for his body. Plant him because he bought the copies. Should have just passed me the torch. I got no remorse. I beat him like Rocky. I feel the tank up with diesel. You're jealous of me and I see you. Because on this day, originals just came with the sequel. I'm new school, got new hits. Space Jam, not blue chip. Hangman, yo shoot Dame six, I'm too lit. Big name got big brand, but you corny. And Dame goes for the jugular. He sure did. Shaq was playing. Dame started listing <laughs> Shaq paying off ladies. Uh his character being basically fake. I mean, told him that Kobe was to run those rings, which is Kobe and a Dwayne. Fallacy. Now Dwayne did. <laughs> Dwayne did. Dwayne did. <laughs> All right. That was a different Shaq with Kobe. All right. He was a rip Shaq. He was in shape Shaq, though. Yeah, I'm just saying, but that was 20 point scoring Shaq. Ooh. Not can get you 30 easy. 30 Shaq. and 15. Not MVP Shaq. Exactly. 30 and 18 and, and five blocks. And listen, I just felt that Dame took it to a level it didn't have to go to. I didn't think Shaq put anything personal in his diss to Damian Lillard. Oh, he got kicked. Kind of personal. What did he say personal? Well, no, well, on the MC and tip. On the MC and he just, tip. But yeah. that's not personal. Yeah, that's not personal. You're right. You're like, right. He you're didn't right. say anything personal. You're right. You're right. Like, Dame went into Kobe talking to the Roams and dropping dimes, dropping dimes territory. Hey, mama, what you got on this dude? So it was like. What you got on this dude? Whoa, son. Like, I was, listen, again, I felt like he would have killed and slaughtered him with, with just two omissions right there. That added to it. I said this. That is close to put your hands on your flow. Right, like, oh, that's can, close can, to. Can, hey, can, so can you clutch your pearls? I'm just saying this. It sounds like, sound like when I you was listening to Dame Dollar, you gave me a, oh my I didn't goodness. Cuss, no, no, no. This is, oh my and this isn't in the same vein at all. And I've mentioned this in the past. Are the pearls real or fake? Oh, but they're real, baby. <laughs> um, but uh, I remember driving, listening to age seven, telling my age, listening to hit him up. Mm-hmm. And I was headed out to Country Club Hills to a girlfriend's of my house. And I was just about to get off 167th when that song was, I was turning on the ramp when that song went off. And my initial response was, oh, somebody about to die. 
Now it's not. This isn't the same. This is ninety six. This yeah. is ninety six. I was like, oh, like for real. I was. I said. I was like, somebody, some. That's. And I wasn't even joking. I was like, yes, yeah, someone's dying over that. That 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 isn't regular diss rap right there, right? And it's funny. When Powell I was like, yeah. After the first like intro, you we, you basically say that we hit him up. But um, listening to it, I was just like, that is grab a. Flow. <laughs> All right, like that, like that, that type of thing. You want to put your hands on because it was just. And again, listen, it, it's it, again. Look, it's it's rap. Shaq, Shaq set himself up. He put hey, himself out there. But I don't. Hey. From, but I think that unless someone's gone there on you, you don't go there. Yeah, you don't need to go there. Listen, man. this is my whole thing. Keep it classy, San Diego. If somebody starts something. You take it out, you finish it right there, and Dame Dollar did it. Now but he would have done I that would, without that, though. He's a much better so rapper what? than Shaq so ever what? was. You, you got to make sure you step on the throat. You don't just tap it. You, you squash it. Now I will say this though. I will say this. Shaq has a very big ego, mm-hmm. huge ego. He's gonna come out with another song. Mm-hmm. So we gonna probably. I think he's gonna be Ghost Riders on this. <laughs> And I don't think he's gonna use an old beat either. I think he go, or it's gonna be something hot. But I, I hey, think, hey, push her, push her. Yeah, uh, the shack. Yep. Can you, uh, can you write me a song about this little mop? Yeah. Yeah. I call Drake. No, 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 not for no, this. No, not for you this. Got, you got to call in the big guns. Yeah, Drake not for this. You got to call in the big guns, man. Nah, he's no, right with that. No, pusher no, one's no, a good no, one. No. You got to go with pusher. You got to go with someone who. I'm all. You got to go with someone who cuts low. Who else? They cut low. Uh, who who else? Would- I don't think J Cole would do it for him. No, I don't think. But these are people that if you if you because J Cole doesn't put put out that type of energy anyway, so J Cole wouldn't do it. J Cole could. You need do somebody it. disrespectful. Mmm, tasty. Need somebody just disrespectful. If he still had his fastball, Fifty Cent. Yeah, ooh, that's a good one. If he had his fastball, that's a good one. Fifty Cent, but you know, I would still need someone with Fifty Cent because Fifty can just have some punchlines. I need somebody to bring the connectivity to Eminem. What about Kendrick? Mm. Eminem. Now, Kendrick, I don't think Kendrick nah. would do it, but he would kill, but I don't think Kendrick would do it. Either. Eminem. You talking about this, probably the most disrespectful. Yeah, that's a good one. He talked about killing his mother about five albums. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm all for it. Does Eminem like the game of basketball, though? What do you say? Does Eminem like the game of basketball? He's a huge sports fan. Huge sports fan. Thinks there's a little racism in his basketball watching. All right. Why you say that? He's in Detroit. <laughs> I never heard. I mean, of but how many times do you see him at Pistons? <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, you go to any basketball game. I mean, you know, to be a bunch honest, of brothers. honest with you, like when you say that about him, how many Lions games have I seen? How many Tigers games? You know, have he's I seen a huge him? fan of uh, Michigan football. Yeah, see, that is mm, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I like those khakis. I like it when they play hard for free. I like when they're outside <laughs> of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Emma's like that. But no, I think Emma would be a, a good one. But I listen, man. I think Shaq is definitely going to come back with something. We're probably going to get a good four, possibly five songs out of this. You may need to let this one die. <laughs> oh, you know Shaq. Dang, back. you think it's going you know four or five more? Yeah, oh, yeah, four. man. You Shaq going to come back and then Dane come and come back, but Dane might come back with a one-two combo. You know two what, combo. though? I'll tell you He this. might pull if a Drake come, on Meek. If it comes too combo. hot, if it gets too hot, Adam Silver stepping in. But once again, but once again, check this out. Once again, this is how great, great the NBA is. You got LeBron James getting Governor Newsom on a show to sign the law that will turn to 2023. That California college players have the right to earn money while they're on scholarship. And then you have off a rap. Their likenesses. Beef. Yes, off the likenesses. Or they can get a job, whatever. And then you have a rap beef. What other league? Gives you that. 
The NBA is so spectacular. Is that what they used to say back in the day? NBA is what? Is it awesome, spectacular, or was it? Do you remember what it was? That was awesome. awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Whatever it is, is all that. So Fantastic. I'm, I'm here for it, Shaq. If you're listening right now, I cannot wait to the next track. Speaking of Governor Newsom, uh, Ohio State AD Gene Smith is against the fair play. Of course pay he is. Yeah, and he was up there with his scruffy facial hair bucking. Which one's Gene Smith again? The AD for Ohio State. Oh, yeah. But he was behind Urban Meyer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up there. Brother, letting those boys work for free. I see you. I see. I like rape, I and I like my blacks working for free. I like seeing. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that is not Davis. I seen you in, J- in Django. All right. <laughs> Real quick, hidden. Uh, Miami Dolphins vendor arrested after charging seven hundred and twenty-four dollars for two beers. Wait a minute. Oh so, yeah, I saw this. Wait a minute. What happened? Now? So it costs twenty dollars a beer in Miami Stadium, right? Um, dude sat there, took out his own card reader. Took the card, charged them, and then the the the, the, um, the customer saw got an alert that he got hit for seven twenty four, and that's how dude got arrested because he alerted the authorities and they arrested dude for doing it. So this is the cat that works at the stadium. Yes, he had his own car reader hooked up to his phone. No, yeah, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, here you go, swipe, boom." Then he was getting the money, but he charged somebody seven oh seven dollars twenty five cents. No, seven hundred twenty four dollars. He charged one person seven hundred twenty five dollars for two beers. Oh wow! But that that you almost had a pretty good scam. That's too greedy. Um, no, it must have been he, he. That must have been a mistake because boy, you don't seventy two and forty cents. You don't let that that kind of a lick go back. That was a lick, right? There. I don't know if that's a mistake. Because oh, how much? No. Why would you charge somebody seven twenty five? You blowing your lick right there. Yeah, seven twenty four. What makes you think? Wait, whatever. Maybe this is his first oh, that time matters. With this lick. You're picking a four over a five. No, seven hundred. You you sure can seven hundred twenty four dollars. Yeah, seven hundred twenty four. So why would Listen. you why would you charge somebody one person seven twenty five dollars when you could charge them seven twenty five for the beer? You go around, man. That's a sweet little lick right there. You got your recall. Yeah, I'm gonna swipe, 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 swipe. But this is the thing. No, they they would all know because they would get alerts that not the stadium, but this one dude is taking seven twenty five from their account. <laughs> no, that's true. Too. Like who's this ca- person? But this is my thought. We're just when we having this discussion, and since Ryan has been extra spicy racist today, <laughs> I love it. But uh, my oh. thoughts was this. My thoughts was this. It was like w- when you hear this story, what's your first thought on the ethnicity of this dude? You're not gonna bait me with that. Yeah. Oh no! You you have to answer first. <laughs> oh, well, he's got to be white, of course. No, you, I, my first thought was this is a brother because this sound a, a white guy in this type of thing is gonna be a little bit more tactic in his movements in this thing unless he's a dumb kid. And I'm the racist. So my first thought was because this is a tech something tech, right? A black folks can't have tech. <laughs> yeah, but I work for a tech we company. just did the quarterback you story for tech stealing so, tech while talking and having this discussion. I decide to look him up. Okay, he's a bro. No, damn it! And he don't look like this this the sharpest tool in this shit. Damn it! Damn it! Yeah, brother out here put seven twenty four on it. <laughs> I don't get brother? the seven twenty four. He thought that off number, but they wouldn't catch it. He's like, man, if I hit twenty five, they gonna know. But that twenty four, it's seven hundred dollars. Who yeah. wouldn't see that? Yeah, he's just an idiot. Last one, real quick. Um, Roquan Smith. Oh mm. man. Yeah, found out. 
that he had personal issues and then watching the game he's on the sideline I'm like whoa hold up I didn't see him yeah he was, yeah, there. was on the sideline I I'm like they, they showed him at least they four or five times had, he was basically right behind Matt Nagy so whenever yeah. they showed Nagy yeah. he was basically oh, there so I'm like wait I didn't recognize him I'm thinking like his girl sick or baby coming I'm like why is he there and standing alone anyway uh, we did see the image of a car that was not his. It was reported that perhaps he was rest- arrested for drunk driving, that that's been disproven. Yes. But the Bears said that he has personal issues and there has been uh, reports that he hasn't been acting like himself. One word that I saw which stood out to me was that he was acting erratic last week. Mm-hmm. And to me, erratic is a very... And I believe Dan Graziano had that. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. a strong word when it comes to someone's, how they're coping and getting down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... We hope the best for Roquan more than football. For sure. But it's definitely perplexing. It's um, got to be bad, right? It has to be real bad. Yeah, it has to be real bad. They said it's that, either a personal it's tragedy it, for him or he messed up big time. They said he's out indefinitely. Right. Yeah. We don't even know if he's traveling to London this week. I mean, can it, that's what it's got to be, right? Tragic, personal tragedy. I don't think it's personal. Or I think they told it's some us. kind of mess up, big mess up. Legally. My first thought was he got a bad batch. That I mean, that was my first thought. Was the old bad batch, the old someone after that batch never acts like they used to act prior to that. We just gotta get it out of the system. You gotta let it flush out. It ain't happened to the people that I heard about. Just that that bad batch, <laughs> they still got the bad batch in them. And I'm talking about like 20 years later. Like people is never like you all. Like you may not know it personally, but you've heard and been close to people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, after so-and-so did that, they weren't the same. That's what scares a lot of people from not doing, uh, drugs, doing drugs at all. And again, hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm just or talking maybe. about the first thing that crossed my mind because you're talking about er, he's acting erratic and it, I'm wondering what's changed in him perhaps. And But then, look, it could just be something that is medical, physical, physiological rather, that's just coming up to the surface. Or maybe it could be something mental. Yeah, I meant that too. Yeah, 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 maybe something meant, maybe something just, you know, maybe something happened. I don't know. I will say this though. I just hope it's nothing career ending or threatening in any kind of way. Not getting that second new. Not here. Well. And I thought that when the first contract held out, I was like, I wonder how that second contract was too early. You don't think? My, well, head. I think it My head is twisting. No, I think it. De- I think it depends on how. I think it depends on how he responds after this. If he comes back and he seems to be he would okay, have to be a spokesperson for mental instability. Maybe, but, but maybe if it's if it's not that, maybe he just had a really big me- me- uh, miss. What if mess he comes up? back right after the bye week? This is but, and it was a personal tragedy because they had to have to buy after, after the Raiders game, right? It's a personal tragedy because if it's a personal tragedy, why is he there? Well, see, that's why I thought it wasn't something legal. A personal tragedy I could see why maybe you're there you're around your team you're around people you're trying to get distracted that's a, if actually, it's a legal thing that. you're kicked out baby yeah. see you later but yeah. if it's a personal tragedy wouldn't you be with the people that you're closest with but everybody grieves differently I'm not you're right I mean you, you want to keep them, out, keep them around the brotherhood keep them around the team I'm sure they but you also the do that because maybe if they're by themselves you don't think they should be by themselves and they're better off with being in the yeah, facility very right. true because you don't trust them being by themselves right so, I mean, it, it does mean again, something. Again, this is all speculation. It does mean something, though, that he was on the sideline right behind Nagy. You know, it means I, what? Because it, well, can, it, to it, me, it, it means that he's in trouble. Because see, I, I, 
would see. I think you. I think you would do something like that to a child. If you're a grown man, you messed up. I would run like, man, get out, get the hell up out of here. You know what I'm saying? You fix whatever you need to get fixed, and then you come back no, and we holler at because you. Because if it's, I personal. think if it's something, I think if it's something, it's probably it could be personal, mm-hmm. but it's something that when you keep when somebody keeps you close to them. That they could have shunned him, but they kept him close. You can't do that in this. You can't do that right now. If someone has some type of mental issue, you can't say go away. Very, you have to be right, like. Right. So that's what I'm that's saying. What I'm saying. You got to keep him close. To you. But that's what I'm saying. Where I think I think it's not uh, a tragic. Something tragic happened okay, as far you. as a family member or something you. like that. I got you. I think it has to do with Roquan's actions. Something that he's that's yeah. what I believe. Do you think it's like a legal thing? I don't know. I can't. I, I know. I, I, I know. We're just because that's a, actually that's a good one, and that's not what I thought. But see, my thing thoughts go back to acting erratic. Yeah, like if for that's a the key week, word right there. For a week, he hasn't been acting like himself. Why? And I mean, again, you, if if someone died, they would just tell us. Yeah, you would think they would. They, they never. Oh, it, you know, it would come but out see, real quick. But you can also say the same thing if it was something legal. They kept saying, Nagy kept saying, it's something personal. personal. It's something personal. If it wasn't something legal, people have made the argument, why don't you just say it wasn't anything legal when he was asked directly from reporters? That way you can squash that. It may be both. It, it, listen, his erratic behavior may have led him to do something illegal. We don't know exactly that car. He didn't own that car. We don't exactly know the whereabouts of that car. When I was doing Sean and Maya last week, Sean had did a security gig and he started running off to me to bear his cars that showed up at the gig. He said, Roquan had a white Ferrari. That's what he said. Mm. So, and that was a white Ferrari, right? On that back. On that picture. On that picture. Again, that car, from what Tony told me today, that that car is not under Roquan. And so that for, but again, that could still be technically his car, though. His car, though. It right. depends on how he leases it, how it's owned or whatever. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's sad. I mean, I, we're doing a lot of speculation, and the most important thing is we want the best for Roquan, and yeah. we, we want the Bears to help him uh, for anything that he does need to help him get riding on the straight and narrow again. If that's yeah. a problem, we might not never know what happens. And I think, I, and I think a lot of people we gonna know. Did we? It we might know. come out, but we, we got to be also prepared. You know, like kind of like one of them things. Maybe it is very tight lipped, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we won't find out. Do we know what happened with Lance Briggs? He took off and ran. Yeah. So he that ran. was this is what happened. Hey, come come get me right now. That's his feet running. Lance Briggs showed you <laughs> if you if you in an accident by especially if it's a single car accident and perhaps you got something in your system that can get you in trouble. Skedaddle. Yeah. Lance, where you going? He got little. Damn, that big man got little. Man, he's a, he's look a, at him in the distance. And he's smaller a big, and smaller. He's a big man. He is a big man. All right, hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DN Davis Show. Once again, it's at DN Davis Show. Facebook.com forward slash DN Davis Show. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Music, Stitcher, the TuneIn app. We're on Anchor. We'll kick you over to Spotify and YouTube. I'm on Twitter at Demons One. Ken's on Twitter at That's Davis. Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski. And Guy's on Twitter at Pay the Guy. Really quickly. Got to get your game picks for Thursday before we go. Oh, and yeah. I got updated standings if you guys want to hear it. Run it. Mm-hmm. First, uh, let me get your game picks and I'll let you guys know. Who plays Thursday? It is Seattle hosting the Rams on Fox. Ooh, that's a hard one. That's a tasty little game. Right I'm going to go first. I'm going to take the Rams. Damn, I was going to say the same thing. What's the name had that uh, pick That pick uh, six? Um, Marcus Peters? Marcus no, 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 no. Uh, Jadavion Clowney. Mm. Ran one back with his athletic self. You know what? Let me flip it up. They need to move. They need to. They need to move him around. Go ahead, please. Uh, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go with Seattle. I'm gonna go with Seattle as well. Oh yeah, I love this. 
What's the guys got? Uh, still waiting on Sydney's, but Kyle is Seahawks. Okay, I'm out here by myself. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, now. You're run starting that, to worry me a little bit. Run, run it down. Run it down. Well, last week you there was only one of two outcomes. You were either eight and seven or six and nine. That's what all five of us either had that record. One of those two. In uh, last place, after an eight and seven week, Demons at thirty one and thirty three. I'm coming back, baby. Tied for third after six and nine from both of us. Oh no, Ken and Ryan sitting at thirty five and twenty nine apiece. Sydney after going eight and seven, now thirty six and twenty eight, and still in first place. Kyle after another eight and seven week. 38 and 26. How many wins do me and you have? 35. Okay, that's fine. And where I'm at? 30 what? 31. Okay, okay. Way back. I'm catching up, baby. You had a good week? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Gonna be another. Tied for the best. It's gonna gonna be another one, too. We want to thank Jack Silverstein for rocking with us and definitely giving us all that great information. We always appreciate that. Jack! Uh, Definitely make sure you check out Dan Davis to Flip as we continue to give you hijinks and sometimes important comments, but just our takes on things that are going on. Uh, please continue to, to be on deck with us, man. We uh, definitely appreciate it. You don't have to take time out of your day to listen to us, so it's definitely a great thing knowing that people take time in their day to hear our thoughts on particular topics. Don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs>